are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello there. I am Gary YouTube from Cultaholic Wrestling and welcome back to this thrilling installment of the tier ranking malarkey shenanigans. What are we like here, us Gary YouTubes <laughs> on the YouTube? This time around, we're going to be putting all kinds of surprise Royal Rumble returns into a series of tiers ranking, right? From the best at the top all the way down to the bin. At the bottom, we have 59 surprise <laughs> entrants to get through, Sam. We haven't got them all because if we did, we'd be here all bloody day. There's been 38 Royal Rumble pay-per-view matches at the time of recording. The latest, of course, happened last weekend with the 2021 event. Sam, did you like it? I loved it. I did very much. I thought the women's match was fantastic, the women's Rumble match. I thought that was just great. Like, the the entire build toward the end was was solid. And to be honest, it's just nice to have a pay-per-view that went off with, you know, little, little negativity. Yeah, it was nice and refreshing, wasn't it? But the Rumble's always fantastic. Even a bad Rumble's a fun Rumble. So, yeah, yeah we're just going to put these surprise entrants into, into this tier in terms of how they, how they made us pop. If they made us spath <laughs> everywhere, all over the floor, on the ceiling, they're going the best. And if they merely produced proverbial potato water, they're going in the bin. That's uh, it. We're that's starting, it. That's we're starting with the bar nice and low. <laughs> this is It's going to be a good one. Hit the intro, <laughs> will you, Sam? Right then, let's get cracking with the knack and let's start, Sam, with Lita from 2018. She was the number, well, the first ever Wins Royal Rumble, of course, back in 2018. Yep. She was number five. She was eliminated by Becky Lynch. She lasted a whole whopping five minutes and 51 seconds and got two eliminations to her name. One of them breaks my heart and Tamina, and the other was Mandy Rose. But Lita coming back for the Women's Rumble, it had to happen for the first ever one, didn't it? Yeah, well, I think we were all expecting it, obviously, because one, it's the Rumble, two, it was the first ever. But, like, yeah, it would never not be exciting. It was great. Yeah. This is the problem with this, is most Rumble... Surprise entrants are great, so the the tea is just going to be like. Pfft, you would like be surprised going through blocks. this list. I've got really? a few inconsequential ones. There's going to be that... so many I've completely forgot. So yeah, but Lita got to go. Lovely, should we go? Lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah, with the potential to move up to the best because obviously she didn't do too much in the match, but it was it was fantastic to see her all the same. Yeah. Now we have MVP from the year of 2020, whose return for me was spoiled because I was an idiot. I logged onto Twitter and I saw all of those videos of his Tron getting tested inside because there was that big glass window, big window in that yeah. baseball stadium. Yeah, and it had his uh, Tron on there getting tested. Um, but he came in number 12, 
big pop, big pop watching it back last night, uh, which was a, is it a bit of a shock? No, MVP's just great, isn't he? I'm trying yeah, to put well, myself back in the mindset of when I, he came back, because obviously now he's the, a, like a... There'd been rumblings for a while that like, and loads of people had been saying things like, oh, it'd be great to see MVP back and doing all this stuff. But like, I don't know if I actually expected it. No. Like, that was the thing. So it was a nice surprise, but... I was never like a major, major MVP fan. I remember my brother was like a huge MVP fan. So uh, when that happened, he he was really excited about it. But for me, yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I was just shocked because I'm trying to put myself back in the mindset of last year when he made his return. Because now, obviously, it would have been impossible to predict back then. He is arguably one of, if not the highlights of Monday Night Raw. The Hurt Business are fantastic yep. each and every week. I like their internal conflict that's going on right now with Bobby Lashley especially losing the plot. But in the Rumble match, we should say, he came in number 12. This was when Brock Lesnar was throwing all of the men over the top rope. Brock Lesnar did a dance to MVP's theme when he was coming down the ramp which was a lovely touch MVP only lasted 24 seconds before he was getting before he got tossed out not tossed off tossed out by Brock Lesnar but MVP is a return same level as Lita or maybe one below I think maybe maybe one below because it, like the rumble return was great but it, it wouldn't be like I don't know I don't think anybody ah, it's so hard it's so hard isn't it I think for now, one below, and then we'll see how it, it, it divvies up, but it might end up shifting up. Already, do we need to move Lita up to the best? I don't think we need... Nah, Lita's not the best. I think, well, as, as is tradition in these tier lists, we end up putting things in the wrong places, and as we go on, we will end up amending them. So don't rage out. Don't yeah, rage. just watch to the end. Calm down. You've got all day. Just calm down. Sit back with a beer and watch us talk bollocks. Next up, Sam, we have one that has got to go down... Down, down, deeper and down in the words of status quo. Dolph Ziggler of 2018, arguably the worst surprise return in Royal Rumble history. And let me tell you why. It's all contextual, this kind of stuff. Because he vacated the United States Championship in December by claiming the fans didn't deserve him. So, bosh, I'm away here. And that was, that was really exciting because it was like, well, is he going to come back and push for a bigger bell? Is it? And there was a lot of talk for the first time in a little while about Ziggler's career and what was going to happen. Hmm. And then this happened. Yes, and then just over a month later, he comes back for the 2018 Men's Royal Rumble, obviously, in the number 30 spot. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm choking up thinking about this. He lasted two minutes and one second before he was eliminated by Finn Balor, the 24th overall elimination of the match. We didn't really get near the end, even though he came in number 30. He eliminated yeah. one man, Goldust, but... After dropping that title, after being the 30th entrant, the last entrant, the biggest entrant of the Rumble, arguably... To do that, what was going on there? Who made it's, that call? It's testament to to himself as a company man, isn't it? The fact that he will just do what he's, what's asked of him and he'll go out there and, and deliver no matter what. And, you know, it, it was just a bit of a shame that we didn't have something more interesting come of it. But I, I'm firmly with you in this camp that it was massively underwhelming. To, well, because when he came out, it was like, okay, like, all right. Let's see where it straight out the ring, and it was like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. He's just—it's the thing. I've it, the the character has just died too many big deaths. Yeah. to be considered like a viable threat these days, and this was this was one of the bigger ones. Uh, obviously, he had the stuff against Goldberg at SummerSlam as well. But he is a, he's a fantastic wrestler, and obviously a company guy. He always puts the sort of the once of Vince McMahon well, before his own career. He wouldn't yeah. be on TV every single week, pretty much, if he wasn't. You know, if they didn't trust him. But yeah, that being said, I do love the Dirty Dogs. It's a yeah. great name for a middle-aged men tag team. <laughs> right, so Ziggler, I've put him in the bin, Sam. I thought it was, it was yeah, crap I, as a I return. Think it has to, I think it has to go there. 
Bubba Ray Dudley from 2015, and one question oh. has got to be asked. Where the hell was Dave on that year? I don't know, but I, this was huge. Like I remember getting so excited about this because this is my childhood. So I was like, you know, and I, I had people messaging me and pasting me the, the link to the, the clip on YouTube and everything going, oh my God, the, the Dudley boys back is this. And like so many people that used to be wrestling fans that I knew were talking about it. And it was like, I mean, come on. When, when the music hits and everything goes off and he's running down to the ring and his first ever Rumble appearance as well. So like it, it, the entire crowd went off, of course. Yeah, it was in Philadelphia that Rumble was, yeah. so of course they were going to go radio rental because of EC Dub. EC Dub? EC Dub? EC Dub. Bubba Ray was the number third, the number, uh, the number three entry, sorry. He eliminated two superstars, those being The Miz and R-Truth. R-Truth, by the way, filled in the role of Devon to do a 3D in the yeah. Rumble of 2015, which was a lovely touch. And then he, he lasted four minutes and 43 seconds overall, did Bubba Ray Dudley, before he was eliminated by Bray Wyatt. But in t- I think it was a step above Lita's, just in terms of the pop, in terms yeah. of the excitement. This was the first time he was back in the company as a Dudley boy since, well, since he left in 05, 06. Well, this is, it's one of the more prominent Rumble returns in, you know, like, well, since we've been doing this job, really, isn't it? So mm. I'd, I'd, I'd say it's one above Lita as well, I think. Yeah, that was my first, like, pay-per-view as a, as a wrestling writer, the Royal Rumble of 2015. Yeah. How sad I, it is will that? Have been, it will have been around the time that I was starting to focus pretty much exclusively on wrestling videos. Just time needs to times. slow down. It's time needs to slow down. <laughs> but we're going all the way back to 2005 now for poor old Daniel Puder. Entered number three in the match. He lasted four minutes and nine seconds while the likes of Bob Holly, this. Eddie Guerrero, and Chris Benoit beat the piss out of him because in a previous SmackDown, Daniel Puder had the goal to work himself into a shoot brother, 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 brother up against Kurt Angle. They were doing a weird sort of thing. Daniel Puder took liberties with Kurt Angle, almost made the Olympic gold medalist tap out, so he did live on, well, not, well you know, recorded on SmackDown, it would have yeah. been back then, before he was eliminated by Bob Holly after those four minutes and nine well, seconds. apparently that was the fault of the referee, you know, because I was reading something where it was like, oh, in amateur wrestling, you just need to pin. Like, it's mm. it's a one-count type thing. I don't know if this is true, but I was reading this thing where it was like, it's a one-count type deal. Or it might have been a Pritchard show, but he was he was uh, saying that, yeah, the referee went to count to three or whatever, and it was it was just Kurt's arm just getting bent and bent and bent and bent and bent. Just, whoo But this surely had to be a rib. This surely had to be This wasn't complete. a rib, Sam. This was just punishment. This, this was that's bit... what I mean. Like, just like, go on, get out there. You've drawn number three. We'll not tell you who's wherever or whatever number he came out. And they're just... Yeah, all three of them, Eddie, Bob, and Chris Benoit, just chopped the living they, whatever they out of him. They pass him around. <laughs> they, they pass him around like, uh, they, they just thrown from one to the other, and it's like, all right, your turn now. Okay, bang. Oh, that was pretty hard. I can go harder than that. Bang. Oh, do you know, I can do better than that. Knife edge. <laughs> I've got no idea where to put this in this tier, because obviously, who cares about Daniel Puder, really, in the grand scheme of things, but... It is a monumental Royal Rumble entrant in the history of the event, isn't it? Yeah, but if we're if we're judging it based on pop, then bugger all, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It's not in the same. His time, his time in the Rumble was interesting. So yeah, I'd say put him in bearable because like it was still, you know, it, it's it's a moment that I don't think we're ever going to stop talking about yeah. whenever it gets brought up. It's just one of those famous moments daniel pewter has two of them which this being that and and uh this being one of them and of course the kurt angle situation we were talking about and for a man with such a short career with the company that's impressive 
Quite a yeah. lot of people go their entire careers without having a defining moment. <laughs> <laughs> but the moral of this story is, kids, do not work yourself into a shoot. Yes. But moving on to Casey Catanzaro from 2019. She was the 19th entrant in the Women's Royal Rumble match. She didn't eliminate anybody. Uh, she was eliminated by Rhea Ripley after 10 minutes and 45 seconds. But she made headlines, Sam, by doing that there escape. She gets um, over the top rope. She's down on the floor, but she lands on her back like a dead. Yeah. Like What's a that turtle. What that game you play when you were a kid when you just flap your arms and your legs about on your I, back? A dead crab or something what? like that. I've got no idea. <laughs> you know that game just you play when you're doing going, this. Yeah. <laughs> I've never played that. Kicking your arms and legs. It was when you were a kid, I can't remember what it was. She does that. She then sort of fiddles her body round. She she goes alley oop onto the sort of the, the barricade at ringside. Gets herself up into a handstand, handstands her way back to the ring pole, wraps her legs around the ring pole, and then does a sit-up. To get her arms around the ring, Paul, it was absolutely incredible. She she was, if I'm thinking of the right person, she was on American Ninja Warrior, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the company must have been clapping their hands, like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Like, we've got somebody so athletic that can do this. And it was, it was as you said, very entertaining. Mm. So I, I think, and for somebody at the time, I, I think... Was she, I don't think she was really being featured very much in NXT TV either. So she's only, such a prominent it's a, spot. It's a very recent thing, her sort of being featured on NXT because yeah. she's in the tag team um, in, the, in the Dusty Classic. Um, and they look like they're going to... I don't know what happened this week. I didn't see this week's NXT in full. I missed their match. So they might have been out. I might be talking bollocks, <laughs> but it looked like they were going to go all the way in the words of um, that England song from way back in the day. I forgot what it was, Sam. I'm not awake yet. But Casey Catanzaro, all right. A bit higher. It's, it's, it's just... Say- memory, it's, it's that one, that one yeah. spot that uh, makes it I'd, memorable. I'd say all right. I'd, I'd say all right because again, we've got to factor in pop and stuff, and, yeah. and you know, like I think she'd been featured on NXT a little bit, but it was very much like every couple of weeks she'd maybe come out and have a match and get squashed, or she'd have a quick cheeky tag win or something, uh, and they didn't really do much with her. So it's impressive that, as I said, she got that spot, but I just don't think. Yeah, I think all right's the perfect place. Have you seen her new finisher, by the way? Mm-mm. Oh, get that checked out. If no one's seen her new finisher, just type in Casey Catanzaro finisher. It's a top rope. I think Matthew might have described something similar as an Effinator on Twitter once upon a time. Right. It, uh, just, it's, it's all the flips and the, all, the, all, of, all of them, <laughs> just all in one move. It's incredible. Anyway, moving on. Gillian Hall from this year's Rollable Match, of course, formed Billy and Jilly. Or was it Jilly and Billy? I can't quite remember, but that was good stuff. It was Because class. when I was like... I was I was sat there making my WTF moments thinking I'm not going to make these shock and returns WTF moments each and every time because it's a rumble surprise returns happen get over it Ross but when she appeared and she started singing herself down the ramp I was like Gillian Hall of all the people <laughs> they could have brought back I did yeah. not expect to see Gillian Hall but she was entertaining she entered number 8 didn't eliminate anybody and then eventually after some shenanigans with Billy Kay she was eliminated by Billy Kay but I th- it was it was alright when it? it was fun yeah it was cool I liked it I'd say I'd it's a, it's it's better than all right, I think. I don't know. Is it, are, are we going to go above? Lovely, love. Oh, we can't put it on the same level as Lita. No, Lita's uh, a lovely. Maybe love. it is. Maybe it's top of all right. Top of all right above MVP. Oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> just put it in all right for now. We'll worry about structure later. <laughs> yeah, we'll worry about that later. But yeah, it was it was again. It was just a shock to see because she's never referenced at all on anything, is she? You normally hear legends who are potentially going to come back, oh, getting featured in certain things, but there's, she's never ever been mentioned at all. There's one. I'll not bring it up now, but there was one thing uttered with one of the surprise returns that made me physically ill for about ten seconds. I had a complete <laughs> existential crisis. And I realized that I'm old now. And it was just, ah, <laughs> oh, 
Oh. I had this the other day in football because Ian Wright, the headline was Ian Wright's grandson, comma, Sean what? Wright Phillips' son signs for Stoke City. He's a professional footballer. Oh, the, son of, the son of Sean Wright Phillips is now a footballer, a fully professional footballer. I couldn't believe my eyes. Oh. And he is. And soul. But moving on to Jacqueline, as we have a midlife crisis, do me and Sam. Uh, back to the first ever Women's Royal Rumble we go. She ended number 21. She was eliminated by Nia Jax after 1 minute and 52 seconds. But at the time, Sam, she was 54 years old. But looked like she hadn't really? lost a step. Yeah, 54. Jacqueline looks great for 54. <laughs> I know, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. I think, like, on, honestly, I was really happy to see Jacqueline come back. Jacqueline was, again, you know, it, it's our childhood era. And Jacqueline was always... She she just get involved. She was a very physical wrestler. She have always like she was always involved in and around angles, and it was sort of like Ivory, I guess, just like proper hands on, straightforward, but had a really good wrestling ability, like a good level of wrestling ability too. So, I it's a shame she was eliminated so quickly, but I think for the the childhood pop, it it's same level as Gillian Hall. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. I don't think you can push it higher and I don't think it deserves to be any lower mm. I do like Jacqueline though she was different wasn't she back in the day she was yeah. like the serious one yeah if there was a, a most uh, that's not fair she wasn't the serious one she was one of the more serious ones in the women's division back yeah. in the day yeah so Alexander Rusev we now move on to Rusev Udria Rusev Machka from the Royal Rumble of 2014 this was sort of the start this is going to be weird weird sounding this was the start of the undefeated run of Rusev on the main roster, even though he didn't win this Royal Rumble match. He would appear in this Rumble was his main roster debut. He'd bugger off for a few months. He'd come back. Then he would go undefeated all the way through until Tank, until John Cena, until WrestleMania 31 when he should have won. He should have won. I don't care what you say. But in this <laughs> he Rumble came match... He out on a Tank. He should have won. He should have won. He, he should have driven the Tank, tank down to the ring and just <laughs> under all the weight, <laughs> the stage is just... <laughs> Just flattened the ring completely. Yeah. Um, he was the only NXT star in this Royal Rumble all the way back in 2014. And this is when NXT was starting to become sort just, of the NXT, yeah. Yeah, the year when it really hotted up and it was like, yeah, I mean, I don't think I'll ever forget that year. It was, it was fantastic. Just a great yeah. time to be a wrestling fan. Only lasted seven minutes and six seconds in this rumble, which was a shock to me when I look back at the old uh, the old Stato Rooney's because I thought this is one of the ones where he came in and he was dominant, but I don't think yeah. he eliminated anybody before he was eliminated by a, a combination of CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, Kofi Kingston, and Seth Rollins, and that's that's not a bad foursome to have to <laughs> no, come to, together to, to get to you out the get ring. Get you out the ring, yeah. That, that's pretty. That's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. So what are you saying for Rusev back in 2014? Sorry, Alexander Rusev. He had Alexander a first name, Rusev. Yes. Um, Oh, it's hard. This middle, this middle group is going to be so diverse in terms of like the the, the returns and and how long they lasted and everything. But is it same level as Lita? Could you? I don't think it is because nah. I don't think he was. He wasn't. He was that, almost a complete unknown back that's in the day. It, yeah. So yeah. it's it sort of it's a huge spot for him as a person. But as a Rumble surprise entrant, it was kind of like I imagine if you were there, it was probably like oh, interesting. And this, this is that a big sweaty been, man. Yeah. Like who's this guy? <laughs> that's it I reckon, so. I reckon we're going on the same level as Pewter yeah I, I think that might be for the best yeah and of course in 2015 Rusev should have won that rumble 
shouldn't have been Roman Reigns. It should have been Rusev. Anyway, moving on to 2017 now, Sam, with Ty Dillinger, which was just the perfect surprise. It was the number 10. Who comes out? It's, it's, it's the 10 man. It's Ty Dillinger. He lasted five minutes and 27 seconds. He was eliminated by Braun Strowman. But at the end of the day, who cares? He was over his rover back in early, well, late 2016, early 2017. He should have been number 10. He was number 10. I'm going Straight to the moon, baby. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'd I'd say 100. percent He's he's. Uh, I think he's in the good good section because I remember the crowd went absolutely wild. Yeah, and we were sat there, I believe, watching it. We were recording reactions, I think, for it, weren't we? Like live, and it was just like <laughs> we'd all sort of expected it. I think it was rumored and everything. It was all flying around like it might be happening, but still, when it happened, you couldn't help but get caught up in it and be like, yeah, because. Yeah. It's perfect. Lines up with this whole gimmick, as he said. Which tier then, Sam? Is it Bubba Ray Dudley level or is it Lita level? <sighs> which le- which level's Bubba in? Very top. The best, yeah. I think it's Lita level. He's gone for Lita level. I'll go with it. I'll go with it. Moving on now to Bianca Belair from last year's Royal Rumble match, the Women's Rumble, of course. Record of eight eliminations, which was then later tied by Shayna Baszler in the same match. What a bitch. Uh, <laughs> Bianca Belair, though, she eliminated Alexa Bliss, Mighty Molly, Mandy Rose, Candice LeRae, Sonny Deville, Dana Brooke, and, of course, Tamina. End of number two did Bianca Belair. She was eliminated by Charlotte after 33 minutes and 20 seconds. And this was a good thing for her because back at the early part of last year, Bianca Belair was in a little bit of limbo on NXT. She was uh, looking forward to that match with um, with Rhea Ripley at Portland where everyone knew Rhea Ripley was going to win because they were building the Charlotte program yeah. on the main roster for the NXT title. Oh, it still makes you sore, doesn't it, thinking about that? <laughs> yeah, I think at the time as well, there was still quite a lot of Bianca Belair doubters. And I still get this every week on Graded sometimes. If I'm if I'm talking about, you know, like the, the recent Bailey Belair segments and I'm I'm talking about or a match or anything like that. Some people are still just like, nah, I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't really like Bianca Belair as a character. It's like, no, you've just got to go with it. And I think there was a lot of that. Uh, around this time in terms of her sentiment toward her in NXT simply because I think of the the whole Rhea Charlotte situation and she'd just fallen by the wayside but not anymore (laughs) not anymore she's doing alright for herself now but yeah she's incredibly charismatic and incredibly athletic I think it's just she's arguably the if not one well she's one of the total packages on the the women's roster here in 2021 100% back last year what was saying Performance was outstanding, obviously, but was the could the pop weigh it down? I, I think the pop might weigh it down a little bit. I think maybe I don't even know if it can go in the middle. You know, it's because it's similar to a Rusev situation, isn't it? Yeah, but she was known back then. She was known. Yeah, I think that does put it above the Rusev one. Are we going the same level as MVP Casey Catanzaro, Gillian Hall, and Jacqueline? Uh, oh, it's so hard because. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Bottom of lovely, lovely, lovely. I reckon just because the performance yeah. was that it was like a star making. Was it a star making performance? A star solidifying performance because she was. She wouldn't turn up on the main roster. Yeah, it solidified her and it introduced her to anybody who may not be watching NXT as somebody to look out for in the future. And of course, as we all know now, uh, she's very much somebody that the company's getting behind in terms of the future. Yeah, I just remember going, coming back like in in the spring after WrestleMania. She debuted, didn't she, on Raw, and then went missing. 
and then yeah. came back on SmackDown. Like, yeah. well, what a weird time. Anyway, that's not what this tier list is about. Let's move on <laughs> to Vicky Guerrero from the first ever Women's oh. Royal Rumble. The number 16th entrant. She shouted, excuse me, a lot. <laughs> Nobody excuse listened to her. She shouted me. louder. Stephanie McMahon was having kittens on commentary, <laughs> listening to her screeching. And then eventually she was ganged up on by Becky Lynch, Money Michelle, Michelle McCool, uh, Ruby Riot, and Sasha Banks. But it was just fantastic to see her again. Yeah. Only lasted 57 seconds in the match. Doesn't the pop, matter. Just... The pop was massive. Everyone loves Vicky Guerrero. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, I, this is, it's, it's a really high tier, this one, because it, it, it's... I like. I was expecting a lot for the women's rumble, but I was not expecting Vicky Guerrero. So that was like an actual genuine surprise. And then just the shrieking and th- that first excuse me, and the entire crowd just go mental and sat there just going ah! like it's it's a burned in memory now. That will always be something you think of when you think of the first women's Royal Rumble. So I yeah yeah lovely lovely definitely. And what made it better for me is the fact that she, she didn't wear wet wrestling gear. <laughs> she had yeah. high heels on. She had a skirt on, well, a blouse. Was, <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing some WrestleMania reddits, obviously, because we're building toward Mania. And uh, there was, it was the Team Johnny versus Team Teddy match. She comes down as like a flag waver for one of the teams. I think it's for Team uh, Johnny. Uh, and she's just she's got like wrestling trunks on or like, like shorts and like sort of a, a shirt and it looks like an elbow pad or something or like a knee pad and then she's just got these like up to the knee proper like ma'am boots <laughs> and she's ma'am just walking boots. down just walking down with the flag it's just proper funny yeah everyone loves Vicky Guerrero though I'm yeah. happy with that going and lovely 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 then we're going on to Mighty Molly who returned at the 2020 Women's Royal Rumble match we could have had um, Molly Holly's return in the previous Rumbles but we've gone for Mighty Molly here in 2020 because it's a bit different yeah. at number three she lasted 10 minutes didn't la- elim- uh, didn't eliminate anybody she was eventually eliminated by Bianca Belair as we mentioned earlier they flubbed her music a little bit which ruined the pop yeah, but still, it was another one similar to Vicky. I, I was not expecting Mighty Molly. Mm. I just wasn't, like, at all. And so to see her come out and, like, uh, after hearing she, she's been through quite a lot, like, since she she left the wrestling industry and uh, just seeing her come back and be part of the fold again for something so important uh, as, as this match, it just felt right. It was very nice. Uh, but in terms of her performance... I think the pop eventually got there, but I don't know. All right. Kevin Dunn ruined it because it sort of played and then it sort of went away and it faded in. Yeah. You want that impact, don't you, on a Royal Rumble? To or, get is the, it, the... or is it not? Is it below all right? She did some nice things in the match. She was in there with uh, Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss at the start. Don't go off Amazon device. We're completely fine. <laughs> um, she was in there with those two at the start. She did a cross body off the top rope and stuff like that. She, she, she proved that she hasn't really lost a step. And she was, she was hanging with her best of them in Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair. But um, yeah, it's all right or a bit higher? I think all right. We'll go all right. Yeah. Stick it in there. DDP from the 2015 Royal Rumble. The third last match of his career, of course. He also appeared in the Andre Battle Royal at WrestleMania 32. And, which is, it still weirds me out when I read it, a tag team match on AEW last year of MJF, The Blade and The Butcher 
defeating Diamond Dallas Page, Justin Rhodes, and QT Marshall. That's a match that happened just last year. Yeah. Anyway, it's just, it's just weird. I just had to mention it. <laughs> uh, number 14, DDP came down in the 2015 Royal Rumble match. He lasted two minutes, eliminated by Rusev, and he did some stuff with Stardust, which was obviously nice because their connection through Dusty. And we know all that history, don't we, through AEW now? Yeah. Um, but DDP, wearing his DDPY yoga, his DDPY vest and jeans and wrestling boots combo in terms of wrestling fashion not for me ddp not for I me i was i was i mean like as as you're similar to me we were wcw kids initially before we yeah. ever got access to wwf at the time because you know sky i, I, I did not have the money for sky we did yeah. not have the money as a family uh but you know I, I will any excuse to watch DDP wrestle. Like I love DDP, and and it was amazing. But when he came out, I, I just I wanted him to at least look like DDP, like <laughs> the wrestler, not DDP the yoga guy. But DDP the yoga guy is DDP the person, and it makes sense, and everybody knows him now. I just I really selfishly wanted him back in that little cut off jacket, smoking a cigar, <laughs> just being DDP, get the long hair back with all the curls. He's oh. just a shrewd businessman, isn't he? The original Sam? Kenny of... Omega look. <laughs> Christ, I've never thought of that before, but it is, isn't it? Shave down sides. Kenny Omega's a massive, yeah. Kenny Omega's a massive DDP fan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, came in, did some stuff for Cody, hit a couple of diamond cutters. That's all you want from a DDP appearance yeah. in the 2015 Royal Rumble. He was getting on even then. It's, a, it's amazing how old he is and what he can do physically. It's, in, it's incredible. It's nuts. Yeah, but uh, DDP, massive pop, obviously, because it is DDP. No matter how much they buggered up his 2002 run, well, end of 2001, yeah. 2002 run. People still defend it, like, within the company. I think that I've heard people go, like, you know, well, he did get to come in and work a program with The Undertaker. It's like, yes, as but a stalker. No <laughs> yeah, didn't make any sense, the people's champion and all that stuff. Um, but DDP, oh, it's got to be top of all right, lovely, lovely sort of area, maybe? I think uh, <laughs> top of all right, I'd say, definitely. Good top of all right. Knocking MVP off the top of all right. Yeah. Moving on now to Io Shirai from the 2019 Women's Royal Rumble before she had evolved into the Io Shirai that we know and love today. She wasn't dressed all in black. She was just sort of... She was still just the a, genius a of wrestler. the sky, sort yeah. of. I'm yeah. here and ready to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Number 23, she came down. She didn't eliminate anybody, which I thought was a massive shock. Was weird, uh, eventually, she was eliminated by Nia Jax after 13 minutes and 21 seconds in the match. But of course, um, she would find her groove later that year in 2019 with the sort of heel turn and the, 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 the turn to the dark side with the new music and Poppy and all that uh, stuff. Music is great. It's yeah. so good. So Io Shirai, she did a, a moonsault off the top as well. It was all just, you know... A nice, like, sort of getting to know yeah. you sort of performance, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of similar to Belair's first perform, like, first Rumble performance. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know if the pop was sufficient enough to carry it into one of the top tiers. I just think it was just. I watched it back last night, obviously making the notes for this, and just how much better. I don't know if it's just my personal preference, but just how much better the package of Io Shirai is now compared oh, to that God, one. Yeah, yeah. But then it's just night and day. It's, it's well, incredible how far she's come. This is it. I'm thinking because you, she didn't really get to do much, as you said. She didn't really get anything to put a stamp on her and be like, oh, she eliminated, you know, three people and lasted this long. And I, I'd, I'd say that it might need to be below all right. On the same tier as Rusev and Daniel Pewter. Yeah. I, th I think it's fair, me, Sam. Yeah. Let's set the cat amongst the pigeons. Come and fight us if we disagree. <laughs> uh, Godfather, 
from 2013. Number 17, he came down. He lasted five seconds, which I, I bet is not the first time somebody said that. He was limited by Dolph Ziggler almost immediately, but who cares? He had his ladies of the night in his arms <laughs> going down the <laughs> ramp with him. Even in 2013, massive pop, obviously, because Godfather yeah. is Attitude Era. WWE liked the Attitude Era. Um, they liked telling us how good the Attitude Era was and all that stuff. So, yeah, Godfather, huge pop. Yeah, Nuclear it, it was pop. just, I mean, how could it not be? He's one of the most controversial characters the Attitude Era ever produced, portrayed by possibly one of the most beloved wrestlers the company has ever had on its books. Uh, Big uh, Bear. Yeah, oh, just, Big Bear. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I'd say it's it's definitely up there in the top two. I, I'd go top me just because of how loud it was. Yeah. Or does the five Put seconds, it. does the five seconds bring it down? Put it in the top. Let's be selfish. Put it at the top, why not? I love that, how Undertaker's nickname for the Godfather, the Godfather, <laughs> six foot six, wherever he is, is Bear. You've got seven foot, un- well, six, nine, ten Undertaker calling six foot six Godfather, Bear. Hello, Bear. Hello, Bear. How are Do you doing, Come and join bear? my gang, Bear. Would you like to play some dominoes, Bear? <laughs> Real men, guns and knives. Ricardo Rodriguez of 2012. People thought it was Alberto Del Rio coming back. Booker T loved the car that Ricardo Rodriguez had. I haven't written it down, but he kept saying this is a model of Toyota. 272 from 1985, something like that. I can't remember what it was. Isn't it? Just... Was that when he came out in the really beat up car? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, that was, it was great. It was great. It was but great. yeah, he, it's a problem as a character so intrinsically linked to Del Rio. Of course, people were going to. That was, that was, I think it was purposely done because he used Del Rio's music, he used Del Rio's Tron. Oh, yeah. You, heard, you yeah. heard the horn as if it was Del Rio. Then out came this battered up old banger. And yeah. Then, <laughs> and Rodrigo got out. Dressed in basically Del Rio's attire with a slightly like worse for wear scarf. It was just fun. Number eight entry was he lasted two minutes and nineteen seconds. He was eliminated. Uh, he eliminated Justin Gabriel. Sorry, with the help of Mick Foley. There was Ricardo Chance. When people realised it was him, everyone was going crazy in the crowd. Michael Cole was doing that fake laugh that pierces my ears every single time he does it. Ha ha ha! How it's, fun, guys! People just want to get behind an underdog, don't they? It was like yeah. Santino. When Santino's in there with with Del Rio and he, he you know he's getting himself ready and he's having a quick word with himself while Del Rio's back's still turned and then he gets ready to strike and everything and everybody went mad for that and I think it was a very similar situation here so I'd say he's definitely up there I'd say lovely lovely lovely, lovely. yeah yeah That's, yeah certain certain times it's just it just feels right doesn't it and that was one of them with Ricardo yeah, for sure of, he was organically getting sort of over as a baby face in the midst of that Del Rio personal ring announcer thing so yeah good opportunism I've just died there saying that word <laughs> they've seen a chance to do something and they went and did it that's what I'm trying to say Naomi from 2020 <laughs> uh, we could have also had this year's Rumble appearance in there uh, and that liquid wrestling she did with Bianca Belair with the cartwheels and stuff and the fake eliminations and whoa yeah. Naomi's a good wrestler but I'd back s- in 2020 what were you going to say I'd just say put this straight in lovely 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 it's amazing oh for 2020 oh uh, for 2020 I thought you said, uh, oh yeah, no, twenty, yeah, twenty twenty. Sorry, I thought twenty twenty was this year. I don't know what's going on with my brain today. <laughs> Both of my brains are just gone. But yeah, yeah uh, last year's Naomi returned. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. Yep, it was a big one. 18th, she came out after ages away with no... Later, she would say it was a tribute to sort of health issues and a relative's death and, and tough times all around. But she was gone for ages and she came back in this match and she lasted 22 minutes without eliminating anybody before she was eventually eliminated by Shayna Baszler. But Naomi, she's one of those wrestlers who are just 
popular no matter what. If she comes yeah. out, she gets a massive reaction, well, and that's what you want in a Royal Rumble match. And to put uh, the cherry on top of the proverbial cake here, Sam, the yeah. afro was outstanding. Yeah, her hair was amazing. Like, the whole look, everything. She came out and just bossed it. Just absolutely bossed it. And the crowd went absolutely mental. And as you said, Naomi always, always seems to be a fan favorite. And, and good on her. Like, when we were there in uh, Mania 33, uh, when her whole entrance was just amazing. But the, again, the crowd just roared. It didn't even, like, build. It was just like, ah, when she came yeah. out. So there we have it. Naomi is in lovely, lovely, lovely. Now we're going on to storyline shenanigans in 2004. Because we have Mick Foley. Do you remember this one, sir? Uh, is this around the time of the edge? This is sort of, this is in the start of my my dark area. Like, in terms of, like, you know, wrestling knowledge. It was almost edge. It was yeah. his rated RKO partner, ah, Randy Orton. Okay. So... In the match itself, number 21 is about to come out. We hear Test's music, but Test, he doesn't appear. Cameras go backstage. Test is knocked out, Sam, on the floor. Stone Cold Steve Austin, who, of course, was the sort of general manager along with, with Bischoff back then on Monday Night Raw, was going, Radio Rental, who did this, who did this, who did this? He looks down a corridor. He says, how? You there, body lad. You'll, you'll do for me. You're number 21 now. You get out there. And then Mick Foley's uh, music hits. The crowd goes absolutely ballistic. It's not confirmed, but it's I think it's, you know, sort of yeah. reading between the lines. Mick Foley attacked Test to get in the Royal Rumble match. Um, he was obviously having all sorts of shenanigans with Randy Orton. At this time, the match at Backlash would happen in the April after this Royal Rumble match. That everyone, you know, everyone knows that match yeah. at Backlash, don't they? But spit in the face and all that's not like Carlito, just actual... <laughs> No apples involved it doesn't whatsoever. Have to be, it doesn't have to be in the face of people who don't want to be cool, basically. Exactly. Just, yeah. just pure white, just a dirty, bubbly spit from Randy Orton. Just a right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> this is that sort of time. So Foley makes a beeline for Orton. He's going radio rental. The arms are going like Shane McMahon on toot. Eventually, we get to the, the, the spot where sort of Orton is clothesline over the top by Foley, but Foley takes himself with him. He sort of eliminates himself while eliminating Randy Orton. They then continue brawling around the ring. Who is it that comes down? Is it Nunzio? I think, I I think it might be this. Nunzio. Yeah. Somebody, I think it's Nunzio comes down, Mick Foley attacks him on his yeah. way to, on, the, on Nunzio's way to the ring, but eventually Orton would sort of attack Foley and then run away and that would sort of build things on in their rivalry. And I love this one, me. Well, I'm going to let you choose where to put it. I'll put it straight, Sam. The pop was massive. <laughs> top of lovely, Top of lovely, 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 I'm going to say. Yeah. Or should it go in the best? What's storylines? Have we got story anything in the best? Got in the best. We've got anything in the best now, do we? We've just got we've that. got three. We've got we? we've got Bubba Ray Dudley from 2015, mm. Godfather from 2013, mm. and now Foley. There's a trend happening here, Sam. Good it's company. the Attitude Era. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Foley lasted 43 seconds in that match. But it was all about the stuff with Orton and how just he was so enraged, he didn't care about eliminating himself from the Rumble while eliminating Orton because that was the most yeah. important thing. I just, yeah, a good return, a nice bit of storyline. It's, it's a shame about Test. Yeah, I love Test. I really did. I, Were you I a testicle, Sam? I was a testicle, yes. Very much so. And I loved his theme. Absolutely banging theme. One of the most yeah. amazing ones, I think. Which one? The, 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 the sort of initial one or the remix one? I... I I don't know which one. It's just the one where I think it was on SmackDown 2, Know Your Role, just the standard. <laughs> that one, yeah. I missed. I don't know what it was about WWE oh, back in the day. Like, this had, is a test. <laughs> they had certain themes where they're just the words, you couldn't make out what was going on. Well, I, I think it's, <laughs> I, I was reading something. It might be similar to uh, the SmackDown theme. You know, the one where it's like, whoa, 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 that one. Yeah. Um, that's Jim Johnston's voice, apparently. 
Yeah. And uh, I think it's literally nonsense because it just had to fit the the rhythm of the song and it just worked. So it might be a similar thing with mm. the like that. Yeah, but test theme when they changed it to the rate. They had the same sort of intro, then it went to the the sort of. I don't know if you remember what I'm talking about, but it was a step down. Let's yeah. move on. This is the <laughs> themes tier list. Beth Phoenix from 2010 in the men's Royal Rumble match. She ended number six. She lasted one minute and 39 seconds. She got one elimination, which everybody knows, don't they? She was kissing that Randy Devil, the great Carly, <laughs> over the top rope. And then she had some back and forth with CM Punk. Punk did a GTS to her, if memory serves, and then she was thrown out of there. But this, it's a big one, isn't it? Always it when is a, a woman goes in the men's in the men's match. Yeah, I think this has got to go in lovely, 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 surely. At least, yeah, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, I, I think, it, it's, I mean, it, again, it's one of those iconic rumble moments, as you said, whenever we have a woman in the men's Royal Rumble match. And then on top of that, we have a moment that, you know, everybody remembers and gets brought up quite a lot when it's rumble season, like Carly... Beth Phoenix, the kiss, everything like that. Um, yeah, and and Beth Beth Phoenix can hang with the guys like properly hang. She can wrestle really well. So yeah, I think definitely lovely, lovely, lovely. I agree with that one. Kevin Nash from 2014. Sam, remember anything about this? I I just remember that I was confused and 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 trying to get my head around why Nash was back and what was going to happen because the last time I'd ever sort of read up on Nash before getting into the job that I do now, uh, his back and knees and joints were made of dust and cobwebs and dreams. And <laughs> to see him to see him come back, it was like, ah, oh, this is cool, but it, it didn't quite pan out that way. Yeah, number 14, he entered with short brown hair, which was a shock to the system yep. for me. He lasted two minutes and 36 seconds before um, he eliminated Jack Swagger. And I watched this back last night, and it's just absolutely fantastic. You were, you were speaking there about the injuries. The spot is Swagger's on the far side of the ring, and Kevin Nash has to run the full width of the ring to get to him. Yeah. And the pace he moves at is lightning quick. It's incredible. I'm being a bit sarcastic here, and a bit of an arsehole, <laughs> to be honest with you. But it's just funny how... <laughs> Swagger is just sort of like, where are, where are you at, Kevin? And he's just sort of going, I'm coming. <laughs> and then gets him Ooh, over the top eventually. <laughs> um, before, of course, um, he was limited by Roman Reigns just after that because all yep. three members of the Shield were in the ring at the time and doing all kinds of shenanigans. Right then. The pace across the ring was too quick for himself, though, in the elimination. Sorry, I've just remembered this. He runs again, just like the Swagger elimination, to eliminate himself from the rumble. The pace, he's going at the clap as he can't <laughs> stop himself from Roman Reigns, gives him the old slip. The low ducks bridge, down, yep. He goes over the top rope here. Yeah. Um, but his arm, got, his arm got caught on the way down as well, I think. He sort of stuck there for a while, and Roman Reigns has a laugh at him. That must yeah. have been sore, getting your arm caught on the ropes like that. But Kevin Nash... Always a big pop. I love I love Kevin Nash, me. Yeah, I mean, again, it goes back to us being kids, don't it, with WCW. Nash was such a featured player that even after all the politicking and everything I eventually learned about, you know, when I started reading up more about the backstage wrestling stuff, I can't help but kind of love him because he's, he's, just, he's just great, and he? He's cool. He's just yeah. big daddy cool. Yeah. Lovely? I'd say so. Just about. The, the problem with this uh, tier is going to be that we're always probably going to slant more toward the the older talent. Our simply era. Because, well, one, it's our era, but two, they're the most unexpected. And because they're pretty much everybody in attendance is, you know, aware of them because they used to be mega stars. Then it's like, oh, you know, what could happen? Like, this is, it's huge. Like, nobody's expecting them. Sorry, I've just had a little pop up here from Zoom. 
Uh... Right then. Bit of a technical issue there, but don't worry about it, dear viewer. We're back. Kevin Nash, his return in 2014 is in lovely, lovely, lovely. Now moving on, Sam, to Bob Backland from the year 2000. Bog, Bog Backland? Bog Backland? Did I say Bog? <laughs> he is like the it. drizzling she. No, Bob <laughs> Backland in the year 2000. What a pop he got inside Madison Square Garden. Of course, an arena they had a lot of history in in the mid-80s when he was the champion and all that malarkey, the little cherub that he is. He's a little cherub, isn't he? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it's Bob Backland. The guy's earned it. He's been around since way back when. He's been around since, you know, the, the days of... Bruno and that I believe like Bob Backlund is a legit wrestler he's an absolute G he wouldn't drop a title to Hulk he's Hogan he's a what? he's a G he wouldn't drop the title to Hogan because Hogan was too hokey he's just he's a real wrestler is Bob Backlund and he's it's just, a real man it's just good that he got it's just good that he got this moment I think End at number 14, Jim Ross was fantastic on the call where he just says, what the hell is Bob Backlund doing here? It's just funny. You have to listen to it back. Massive pop, as I say, lasted two whole minutes in the Rumble match itself. He helped to, helped to eliminate Rikishi, which was a big scoop back in early 2000, of course, and then eliminated by Chris Jericho. And Bob Backlund, he's funny, isn't he? I don't know, because at the time when he returns at the Rumble, he was running for office somewhere or something. I don't know yeah. about the political stuff. I'm just here to speak about the wrestler, Bob Backlund. Always entertaining, daft as a brush, mad as a box of frogs, all of those sort of things you want to say, that is Bob Backlund. Yeah. I, uh, he's just he's just entertaining top to bottom, as you said. I mean, there's, there's videos out there of him just as a an old guy just clearing trees out of his backyard, and he's just got, like, this massive lumber like bit of wood or lumber or whatever and you know it looks like it weighs as much as a small car and he's just moving it around and stuff but in terms of the pop like pop was huge um i don't know do we put it in lovely or do we put it in all right we've got ddp in all right and i would say it's sort of a, just a on the same tier but below ddp in 2015 yeah i'd say put it there Right then, so Bob Backlund is in. All right, now we have Honky Tonk Man from the Rumble of 2001, which is, uh, of course, is a WWE Hall of Famer, which, of course, yep. is a BS Hall of Fame, unless WWE asking you to go in it. Isn't that right, Honky Tonk Man? <laughs> <laughs> I love that interview. He's just like, oh, it's just yeah. crap. And then he goes It doesn't really exist. It exists only within Vince's mind. Yes, I'll take my place in the <laughs> WWE Hall of Fame. Thank you very much. Entered number 12 in this Rumble match he did. This is when Kane was big, he was jacked, he was red, he was on a tear, so he was the big red jacked machine. That's his nickname. Um, he wanted to sing Kane his own wrestling theme. I've got long sideburns and my hair slicked back. I'm coming to your town in my pink Cadillac. I'm just a honky-tonk man. He's That's the, the honky-tonk man. I'm just a honky-tonk man. He's the honky-tonk man. I'm just a honky-tonk man. I'm cool, I am cocky, and I am bad. <laughs> That was seamless. Not even planned. Um, but Kane, of course, wasn't having it. He takes uh, Honk, and he called him Hanky Panky Man. Hanky Panky Man. Man. He takes the Hanky Panky Man's guitar, smashes the Hanky Panky Man's guitar over the Hanky Panky Man's head, and then Hanky Panky Man has been eliminated. <laughs> That's where I came from. <laughs> well, I think with uh, a lot of the, the guys from that era, it, it's like Backland. Like, the appearance is almost just enough. Like... Just seeing them creates a massive pop, gets everybody excited. You know they're not going to win it. You know they're not going to last long. You know somebody new and up and coming is probably going to dump them out to the outside. But it's fun all the same. So I'd put him on the same level as, as Bobby B, I think. I'd stick him in all right as well. 
He was the. He says he's the greatest intercontinental champion during this promo before he sings this song, and I agree with him. I tell you, I agree with him, Sam. <laughs> well, statistically, of the you know, like yeah. Honky, Honky, he's up there. Now we're going on to Holla, Holla, The worst theme in wrestling belongs to Kelly Kelly, and she appeared in the first ever Women's Royal Rumble back in 2018. She entered number 19. She lasted five minutes. She did sort of half a hurricane runner to Michelle McCool that led to Michelle being eliminated by Natalia before Kelly Kelly was eliminated by Nia Jax. What are you thinking about Kelly Kelly coming back in the 2018 Rumble? Again, it's sort of... Anybody from a bygone era is going to get a pop. But Kelly Kelly... I don't, it was just good to see her, wasn't it? Like, there's so many people that you you like when they leave wrestling, you sort of stop following them. Obviously, you don't really know what they're up to. Occasionally, you'll go have a look, and it's like, oh, they're they're doing fitness stuff, or they're working in entertainment, or they're doing X, Y, or Z. But I don't know. For some reason, I, I it it just it was really nice to see so many people back that like for that rumble in particular that I remembered, and I know that like that's the whole point of the rumble surprise return, right? So, but. Ultimately, it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. What did you think? Bottom of all right. Yeah. Bottom of all right then. She did. She did a half a hurricane runner on Michelle McCool. I mean, what more do you want? A full <laughs> hurricane runner. <laughs> <laughs> a full hurricane runner on the Undertaker. That's what I want. <laughs> Except nothing less. Yeah, I'm saying all right, just because in bearable, we've got Daniel Puder, um, we've yeah. got Alexander Rusev from That's 2014, yeah. and we've got Io Shirai um, from early 2019. It's it's crucial to remember from early 2019. Yes, early. And now we're going to the men's rumble of 2019, and she is not like most girls because she has indeed appeared in the men's Royal Rumble. It's Nia Jax, who attacked R-Truth, who I think won the mixed match challenge to get number 30 in the rumble is that correct that's ringing a bell on my mind yeah. ringing yeah. all kinds of bells um but Nia Jax was having none of it she attacked our truth as he was make, making his way to the ring she then took his place as the 30th entrant in the men's rumble of 2019 and then things happened we never expected to see happen in a wwe ring some intergender wrestling action took place sam quickly your thoughts on intergender wrestling i i you know it, it's sort of it, it's not really something that I I ever like went and sought out, but I, I'm not like massively bothered by it. I've been at indie shows where it's happened, and as long as everybody's safe, and as long as you know it, it, it is wrestling. And I, I get there's a, you know a moral argument involved with you know is it okay to portray violence even if it's simulated between you know it, it's it's a weird one, but you know I I just try, tend to sort of stand back on it and and you know as long as it's an all right match and as long as everybody's safe then i'm happy but i mean back to the days of china like it's it was just such a surprise to to see china back in the day going at it with the guys and then i think it's a theme we've seen just pop up every now and then because obviously i think china did a rumble didn't she and then we've got naya we've had uh beth phoenix we've had this sort of like a little theme running through that and then whenever it happens it's always a bit like oh this is going to be great but i don't think we were actually expecting naya to to arrive and and proper like make a stand and and be featured that heavily at the end it was it was really surprising so as a surprise return it was great 
Lasted just over three minutes in the match she did, but my God, did she do some things inside yeah. those three minutes. First of all, she eliminated Mustafa Ali, which was a sort of a Samoan drop over the top rope to get rid of him. Then Randy Orton starts stalking her. The crowd are going crazy. It's just the anticipation. You can just hear it building. It's absolutely fantastic. And then she goes on to take a super kick from Dolph Ziggler, a 619 from Ronald Mysterious, and an RKO from Randy Orton before she's eliminated by Mysterio. And my God, the lady, the older lady, I'll say, in the front row going mental at Nia Jax is just a fantastic sight to see when you watch <laughs> this match back. It's just great seeing that sort of reaction happen. Fanta- yeah. I, when it comes to gender wrestling, as long as it's happening, you know, yeah. it's scripted, it's simulated well, violence it. yeah. in the setting of a wrestling ring on a wrestling show. Wrestling's predetermined. We all, not, we all know that. We know that it actually hurts to take a bump and all that. But as long as it's, you know, we're sticking to the script inside a wrestling ring, what's the issue? It's fine, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, go on. Intergender where wanna, wrestling. Where do you want to put Nia then? Because it's, it's at a, least it's a great it's a it's great at least, show. Isn't at, it? at least lovely, lovely, lovely. I'd say it might have to go. I know it's going to ruffle some feathers, but I'm saying it might have to go in in the top. Because I'm not sure the pop was there. That, 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 the thing that's weighing this one down, Sam, is the ah, pop that wasn't there. The yeah. action itself, it, that's, that's the balance we need to find here. Did the action inside the wrestling ring outweigh any sort of necessity for a pop in terms of this tier list? <laughs> I think for the woman going mad on the front row alone. We'll put it in the top. We'll put it in the top. Go on. It, it is, was, it was a, great, it a great moment. And it's it, that bit where she's sort of, I think she's just got rid of Mustafa Ali and she's just sort of looking at him on the floor and Randy Orton's just sort of taking that pose he does on yeah. the mat and the crowd are just realising like, oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 1997 we're going to for Jerry the King Lawler who was on commentary for the entirety of the show, I do believe, before he entered the Rumble at number 22 and then he was punched straight over the top rope by yeah. Bret Hart lasting four seconds absolutely fantastic well I mean Lola obviously was still I mean he still wrestles today I believe like Lola is is a huge deal in Memphis a huge deal who never really had much featured in ring time in the WWE uh, in terms of you know like I oh, he did back in the day but by the time we got to the Attitude Era the late Attitude Era especially it started to wane but here in the early phases it was just exciting to see Jerry just pop up every now and then and, and actually wrestle and put on, you know, the gear and get in the ring. And the fact that Brett just went, boo, straight out, wonderful. Yeah, and especially <laughs> with all the, the history that Jerry the King Lawler and Brett Hart had during the 90s exactly. with yeah. Brett, uh, sorry, with Jerry just taking the piss out of his family yeah. uh, all the time. So Jerry the King Lawler, it's all right, a lovely, 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 I would say. Uh, I'd say simply because the in-ring stuff if we're weighing everything up, I think maybe top end of all right. We've got a top end of all right. Because he's just dumped straight out. It's more like he comes down, makes an entrance and goes back. <laughs> you, do, you do love to see it though, that sort of thing, especially when it's someone like like Lawler, who is yeah. just a heel. He's just a, a good heel in wrestling, yeah. isn't he? So Victoria from this year's Rumble, it was just so many times since we've started doing this as a living sign, we see Victoria crop up in interviews and she's saying, like she gets the question, would you go back to WWE? She's going, yeah, but they need to ask. I want to go back, but I yeah. need the invitation first. So it was lovely to see her finally get the invitation. In she goes into this year's Women's Rumble at number 10. She lasted seven minutes. Um, she does a widow's peak. She does all the hits. And then an absolutely brutal elimination from Shayna Baszler, who's got her in a sleeping hold, a sleeper hold, sorry, yeah. draped over the ropes. And then she just drops her, and Victoria somehow ends up landing sort of shoulder head first yeah. on the floor. It was gnarly. Yeah, and she, she proper looked like... It, it was just really well done because she just falls like a sack of spuds 
like just out cold. The only thing that annoyed me was I think somebody hit a widow's peak like seconds before she hit hers. Is that uh, Peyton Royce's move? Sorry. I think, yeah. Somebody hit like, uh, and the commentary had to sort of quickly go, like that. (laughs) And then she hit the widow's peak and it was like, there you go. Victoria's variation of the win. It was just, yeah, that type of thing. But again, it was just really well done. And I was not expecting to see Victoria. So I'd say the surprise element was definitely there. The pop was pretty solid as well. So From I'm, the non-existent fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they can make anybody as popular as they want now. It's fine. Uh, I'd, I'd say... Oh. I'd is say it, top is of, it top lovely? Of, yeah. I'd, yeah, top of all right, bottom of lovely. I'll leave it up to you. I'd, I'd ball say ball. top of all right. Go on. We'll knock Jerry the King Law off. The only drawback for me, and this is my fault for expecting it. I was like, you know, get Tattoo back on. Get tattooed yeah. back on her. All the things she said, all the things she said, <laughs> running from my head, running from my head. <laughs> the thing is, uh, with, with licensed music, I never know what to think because, like, yes, CM Punk's had some banging licensed tracks. Edge has had some banging licensed tracks. Like, obviously, we've had them peppered in here and there. But I feel like, I don't know, it kind of cheapens the, the other stars when like a couple of people have actual really really big songs and it's like it's only ever really sort of bigger names and featured people and it would be nice if we could have you know more flow between those two worlds but i get why they do it you know they make their own music sell them and, and put them on spotify and stuff but yeah i think it would have been nice to have had tattoo back on there yeah that's the only drawback yeah uh, sammy zane from 2016 the only nxt superstar in the 2016 rumble match uh ended number 20 lasted four minutes and 55 seconds before being eliminated by braun Strowman. uh yeah being eliminated by braun Strowman. but before that sorry he eliminated kevin owens he made a, a beeline i think they like to say on commentary don't yeah. they a beeline straight <laughs> for kevin owens thanks to their history in NXT with Kevin Owens just being a bastard to his former best friend and sort of fight forever, all that malarkey. Big pop, big action, yeah, big big Sammy. There you and go. And Sammy, Sammy was on top of the world at this point. I mean, he's 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 never not really, but at this point, you know, there was so much hype and so much talk around like everything going on, and like Sammy was was really, 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 really at a standout level in NXT, and I think. Everybody just wanted the best for him, didn't they? Everybody just mm. wanted Sammy to have everything he wanted. And, <laughs> and so, like, yeah, it was just a nice moment, wasn't it? Yeah. And especially, yeah, thinking about in a, a few months' time, he has that debut match against Nakamura, then goes to yeah. the main roster. Things went a bit south from there. But, yeah, this is just a, a nice one. It's, it's, I guess it's the, the one NXT star maybe at the time that you wanted to see in the Rumble. Maybe yeah. like the likes of Finn Balor maybe would be in the conversation as well. But then, but Sammy Zayn, where do you want to go? Um, all right again is that we're putting too many people in all right we might have to look at all right in a bit and 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 move some people around but i'd I'd say yeah top of all right with with hopes to maybe move into lovely 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 back to 2013 we go now when we have goldust who had been a backstage producer producer Producer. put your teeth in ross a producer (laughs) Um, he'd been one of those for a while he'd been on the indies for a while this is just sort of his first in-ring WWE appearance for a couple of years maybe three years at a push lasted nine minutes zero eliminations but the great thing about this one is the fact he got to do the wrestling with his little brother Cody yes 
Yes, yes, yes. And I, I always love the Goldust character, always. Like, the, he was just so weird and so strange and, and such a pivotal part of, you know, childhood viewing. And just just everybody likes Goldust, don't they? Every, like, it sort of, yes, there were times when it waned and times where it got a bit tiring, but you couldn't help but like him. And you couldn't help but get excited, you know, for, for a return like this. It was great. You didn't realise how monumental it was you know now we look back at him pushing all sorts of boundaries yeah. and whatnot and to, to unprecedented waters and sort of professional wrestling circles in terms of what he was doing in the mid 90s especially but yeah he kind of not like gold dust i don't care who you are even when he's dipping his foot into, into toilets on monday night row in 2015 or whatever he was doing back then i think was it 2016 he put that foot in the, it's always stuck yeah. with me that he went to a public toilet backstage <laughs> in the arena i think it was when he was doing that silly stuff for our truth so maybe a bit later on yeah. and he's backstage and he just puts his bare foot in a toilet a public toilet. Well, I mean, if, if the toilet's clean, it's just full of clean water, right? And poo. And poo, probably, yeah. Probably a lot of microflex of poo. But, I, you know, I, lo I love Goldust. I think it's it's funny that he's up to do, like, he's up for doing quite a lot of things from, you know, all of the gimp gear back in the day to, you know, the rumor about breast implants to one of my favorites, which is the, the whole stalking Booker T thing when he becomes obsessed with Booker and he wants him to be his partner and he's popping up in the 7-Eleven going like, I'll let you have a bite on my hot dog if I can have a sip on your Slurpee. And it's just like proper, <laughs> just proper like, just dirty. I love him. I love him. What do you just think for dirty. this one? <laughs> I reckon this is, it's, I reckon this is lovely, lovely, lovely. Just because, yeah. I maybe we're just, maybe this is like rose tinted spectacles kind of thing. Maybe it wasn't sort of registering at the time. Him and Cody doing the wrestling yeah. in a WWE ring together. But yeah, it's, going back and watching it yesterday, I just thought it was uh, nice to see him and Cody doing the wrestling. It's a shame we, we never got that big sort of blow-off match between the pair in WWE. We had nah. to wait until until Double or Nothing to get that one. But that what was, I mean, what a match it was. It was worth the wait, wasn't it, I guess? <laughs> Haku now in 2001. He entered number 29. He lasted 2 minutes and 51 seconds. Didn't eliminate anybody, but he scared a lot of people. He did some stuff with The Undertaker and Kane. And then eventually we had the sort of thing going, on in the 2001 Rumble where Stone Cold had been attacked and he was bloodied and all yeah. that malarkey pissed out of his head it was it always looked fantastic on his scalp didn't it the way it sort always, of just went oh, always fantastic. always always him and Ric Flair Ric Flair with his white hair that would turn red yeah, and Stone Flair Cold would just with go bright red Stone Cold it would just yeah, oh, yeah, but a, a dirty, a dirty, bloody Stone Cold Steve Austin would eliminate Haku from the match, and this was—it was a bloody shock to see him first and foremost because yep. his his history with WCW, obviously, and, and I, I don't know where he was sort of in the immediate time before the 2001 Royal Rumble, but the commentators were taken aback from it. Everyone watching was taken aback from it, and it was just a shock to see him back in the ring for that. Like, because when would have been the last time he was in there? Late 80s, early 90s? Uh, 90s, surely. I think is he is he around for like WrestleMania six and seven? Something like that. So it's yeah. been a while, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, what, what are you what are you thinking? I'm, I think it's all right, me personally. Yeah, I think it's all right. It's good to see him. Good to see Haku in the two thousand and one Rumble, and it, it, he kept they kept him around obviously for a bit after this as well because he, he was on SmackDown. Was it just Bring It about then? I think so. Yeah. Well, he was on that game, wasn't he? So they kept him about for a bit, but he didn't. Really, it was always the hardcore division, wasn't it? Um, sticking with the 2001 yeah. Rumble this time, we have the big show. Um, so uh, August 2000, beg my pardon, 
Big Show was thrown off the stage on Monday Night Raw by The Undertaker. This allowed Big Show, allowed the company, I should say, to send Big Show to OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, uh, the developmental territory back then, to um, have Big Show lose some weight and improve his cardiovascular fitness. So this was his big return after being told to go away and lose some weight and improve on your in-ring fitness, I guess. He ended number 23, lasted just one minute and 23 seconds. He was eliminated by The Rock, but he did eliminate Testan K quick, and there was a massive pop because Big Show back then was... Over his rover. It wasn't, yeah. He wasn't turning heel and face I mean, every which way back then. Big Show, it, like back then, it was still super exciting to see really, really big guys. Like there was, a, there was still a focus on, you know, big meatheads absolutely slapping the meat off of each other. Not that there's not today, but back then it was, you know, if you were a big guy, it was almost certain you were going to be put right at the top and, and toward the main title picture and be involved in all of the central storylines and how could you not like him like the guy's just he seems perfectly lovely and he seems like he's been involved with some of the some of the- ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The best angles and, and stables and storylines from WCW, like on to his early appearances with the company, but like with WWF and stuff. But yeah, I think like when he went away, like I don't really. Did they make a big deal of it? Like him, he just, just sort got of, thrown off the stage, didn't he? And then he was yeah. just missing. And that was it. But I guess, what was the pop like? Because I can't remember. Big. big, yeah, it was a big pop. Big. Yeah, it's yeah. a big show, isn't it? Big yeah. pop for the big show. It's just a shame. I I was thinking about this watching it last night because obviously you see Big Show in WCW doing drop kicks off the top rope and yeah. leaping over the top rope. Doing, I think uh, traditionalists, I guess, in wrestling would say, "No, you big, you big bastard, you shouldn't be doing things like that." Not a man your size. It's just there's that story of John Cena saying to Big Show, "Hey." Let's get some abs on you. And then Big Show goes, nah, no one wants to see a giant with abs. And John Cena <laughs> goes, I do. There's your challenge. And Big Show's like, yeah, I'll do it. I just wish that John Cena was around in the 90s just to go to Big Show. <laughs> right, let's get you proper ripped and shredded now while you can still do all these death-defying things off the top rope. Could what, you imagine? Could you imagine what that would have been like? Oh, just, <laughs> what an oh. athlete he was back in the day, Big Show. What a guy. And of yep. course, the Big Show show is fantastic. I'd be remiss of... Uh, Missing that off this uh, this tier rank and lock. There's got nothing to do with a big show show. Just go and watch it on Netflix. It's fantastic. <laughs> but the big show, lovely or all, all, top of all right, top of all right. I think yeah. He was only in there for what was it? A minute and something. A minute and twenty three seconds. He was in there for yeah. Big big return, but nothing substantial. It's not like a big return setup for a title shot type thing. 
And then, of course, after that, he would go on to do hardcore championship stuff for a while with uh, Kane and Raven at WrestleMania X7. John Cena in 2008. I called you Adam there. <laughs> John Cena in 2008, Sam. <laughs> uh, this is, yeah. Whoop. Straight Just in the best. Straight in the best, isn't it? Like, the, the fact the guy was even there. The fact the guy was even there is testament to how amazing he is as a performer and how committed he is to the company. I, I don't know what your thoughts are on it other than the fact it's amazing. But this is the, Yeah, I mean, I was fully... I stopped watching um, in 2006. So I was fully sort of out with the wrestling. Well, I'm sort of, yeah. This. I think I was still playing the games and I'd occasionally dip my toe, but I was... For most of it, I was I was gone. Yeah, and I, I didn't come I'd back in until... The Rumble. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even do that. I didn't come back in until the the, the, the Rumble that Sheamus won. Um, that was my first Rumble back, <laughs> the 2012 <laughs> Rumble. Um, but Cena, yeah, just it, you just got to look at the coverage it sort of gets when you're looking back at past Rumbles now. It's always one of the top moments. The pop inside the notoriously sort of difficult to get pop place like MSG, that yep. speaks for itself. The fact he was supposed to be out for like 10 more years but came back and did some wrestles. He eliminated Triple H, who some say is still shocked to this day by that uh, St. John Cena at the 2008 Rumble. He eliminated Chavo, Mark Henry, Carlito. Um, and yeah, it's just down with the fact he made this superhuman recovery and he was there and he won and the thing. Right down to, you know, like even the fact that the entranceway on that show is beautiful. Like it's mm. amazing. And the fact that he's making such a shot, like a legit shock return. Like this, nobody was expecting this. It was like bottom of the pile type you know, th this was not going to happen. And he makes his entrance through the people because with MSG, obviously they tend to use the, the narrow bit between the bleachers, or between the, the stand, I guess, between the seats. And out he walks and people are literally trying to claw over the, the barrier and just touch him. Like that's how much John Cena shocked people by being there. Hurricane in 2018. Shout out, by the way, to his brutal elimination from last Sunday where he was just oh. thrown straight to the floor oh. on his arse. Probably oh. broke his arse in the process. Oh. Um, but back in 2018, which I guess was his first sort of big return in a, in a Rumble match out with the string he's done recently, um, yeah. he entered number 21. He lasted 45 seconds. And this was all a big standoff with John Cena, Sam. He gets in the ring. He does the old hooah. I'm here, John Cena, to do some things. He goes to do a choke slam to John Cena. Cena's having none of it. Cena gets him up in the AA position and then just dumps him out to the outside. But the pop, <laughs> it was massive because everyone loves the hurricane, don't they? Yeah, you can't know. I mean, the, the hurricane was great anyway. And then when The Rock started working with him, that was it. Like, it permanently cemented as one of the funniest characters of the, you know, the the late, very, very late sort of limbo post-Attitude Era. Like, just, yeah. Just, yeah. Jack yeah. was saying this on the podcast this week. It was like, you know, the, the spot he does in the Rumble uh, 2002, I think it is, with Triple H and uh, Stone Cold, where he goes for the, ch uh, the double choke slam. Yeah. And they're just up there. And he went and did the same spot on uh, last Sunday at the, the 2021 event. I don't know who he was doing it to, but the difference in size between, like, because Austin and Triple H make Hurricane look tiny. But Hurricane, in comparison it's been, to whoever. It's been 18, 19 years, Ross. He's a growing lad. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Like, it, 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 you don't understand how big wrestlers are. Like, yeah. And it was something when we went to, to uh, our first WrestleCon in Dallas. And I'm just walking, Nash, in, walking at the room. He, Kevin Nash literally was like staring at a mountain. 
Billy, Billy and Gunn. The one that took the, like the, this wide and the two that, that took the shock away was uh, the, t- the the shock away the shock out of me was Scott Hall. Didn't realize yeah. how big he was, Huge. and then Billy Gunn as well. Just absolutely, just a monster of a man. Yeah. Rob Van Dam, like well. just so many people who you, you would see as smaller guys, like Rob Van Dam, like even him, even him, like it's it's just they're so much bigger than you think. Drew, when we used to do shows with Drew, you'd see him and he'd walk in past you. And it's like, huh, like legit looks like a marble statue. That man's legs, <laughs> tell you what, Sam, thick, thick legs. I tell you, isn't it weird that when we were at that WrestleCon, we were on a table next to Shelton Benjamin? An yeah, MVP. And he was, he was, was just, it MVP as well? Uh, so it was Shelton Benjamin and Hurricane. Chris Masters, and then we had Hurricane on the other side, and then MVP would occasionally pop up. Uh, but all Mad. I remember was, was Shelton Benjamin just being sound, Hurricane being sound, and us being in the middle going, we do not deserve to be here. This is really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Mantle. Anyway, so Hurricane in 2018, it's got to be at least all right, if not a bit higher towards I, the top of all right. I'd say toward the top of all right, definitely. We'll put him in the top of all right. Well, towards the top of all right, anyway. Um, now we're moving on to Carlito from this year's event, who returned looking like he'd eaten his uh, fellow master of cool Chris Masters because he is now thick in a good way. Carlito, yeah. 2021. Number eight entrant, backstabbers everywhere, lasted eight minutes. He was eliminated by Elias. And the thing is, with these returns that happen this day and age, sometimes when you're watching Rumbles back and you see, I'm, I'm not going to single out any names, but you see superstars from the, the previous generations come back and it's clear they're absolutely buggered. And it's a bit, it's obviously nice to see them, but in the same sort of sense, it's a bit sad to see what's happening. You, 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 yeah. really, you don't really mind that they're sent packing early and you're sort of just happy for the experience type thing. Yeah. yeah. But, but today, when, you've got like Edge coming back, Christian coming back, Carlito coming back. Never of them look better, and they're, mo- they're all moving like they haven't missed a day of wrestling ever. It's yeah, just it's, it's, it's weird how things have changed like that. Well, I mean, I mean, well, Carlito <laughs> hasn't really missed a day of wrestling ever, has he? He's, he's well, been yeah. working this entire time. But I mean, just the look of the guy, just walking in, was like Carlito. Like, what happened to you? This is amazing. But I, see, my brother used to just bite into apples and spit them in my face, so I, I'm <laughs> partial to just putting Carlito in the bin. But no, I, I think. It's probably all right, isn't it? If Hurricane's there. Towards the top of all right, I'd say. Yeah. It was good to see him. Especially after that news of the the Raw Legends Night debacle where he was... Yeah. Was he booked and didn't he, turn up? Or? I believe well, I they put him on a poster. They were going to contact him to book him, but they just never did. I think that was the story. Or they Bastards. reached out and went, yeah, and he'd gone, yeah, 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 and just never got back in touch. I don't <laughs> know what happened. But they'd forgot they hadn't got back in touch, and so were advertising it, and it was, yeah... What a mess. But it's, it's, it's good to see him there now and hopefully he gets a little run uh, from the, the rest of this year, I guess. And similar with MVP, as they've used MVP fantastically well, I think. Give us him versus Cena one last time. <laughs> with Jesus there. <laughs> Whoa, stabs. Jesus with two knives this time. <laughs> Just <laughs> Shayna Baszler from last year's Rumble match entered number 29. She was in there for five minutes, but she eliminated eight people. Tying Bianca Belair's record set earlier in the same night. She was in the final two as well, obviously, with Charlotte Flair. Some say she should have won the entire thing. I reckon she probably should have on, yeah. on reflection. Yeah. yeah. Um, took the piss, obviously, when she was in there for five minutes with uh, eight eliminations. Went on to do some fantastic things, obviously, with the, the dominating elimination chamber match this mm-hmm. time last year. All fell apart after WrestleMania, or at WrestleMania than after WrestleMania, but um, this Rumble appearance was fantastic. 
Yeah. I mean, Shayna, in this sort of situation, it should just work as well as it did. So, like, I mean, she's a legit fighter with a legit fighting background. And, you know, with WWE being so entertainment focused, you'd think somebody who is like, you know, really tough is going to get in there and go on a tear because that's how the logic works. So, like, it, yeah, it was perfect for Shayna. She should have won. She really should have won, though. But I think, ah, oh, where do you think? The surprise for me is not so much the fact that she turned up, because obviously the arse end of 2019, she dropped the title to Rhea Ripley. Well, yeah. And that was very much like, yeah, this is, this is a superstar going to the main roster now. But the surprise for me is the fact that they booked her like they did in the early stages, like the dominating MMA cage fighter sort of gimmick as, that we all know. She that she's been. Yeah. And it, it's always just the worry that sort of transition from NXT to the main roster, will they lose what made them them in NXT? And by, like, more often than not, they do. But thankfully, in the early stage with Shayna Baszler, and we still see bits and bobs now and, now and again here today, she's still kind of there. But... I've, still, I've still got, you know, fingers crossed that at some point soon they're going to realise exactly what they've got on their hands with Shayna because I, I, part of me just thinks that the main roster, like everybody who's involved with that, the creative and everything, just don't quite realise how good Shayna is. Could you imagine Shayna, like people criticise like Shayna's voice for being too nice. Like she can't help if she's got a nice voice. Like, I've never heard that before in my life. Well, no, but you know how she, like <laughs> she, how she's just you know, I'm going to beat you up, but she, because of the way her voice is, it doesn't sound quite as aggressive as you'd maybe expect coming out of like a grizzled fighter's mouth. But like, I don't know, like, could you imagine Shayna with Heyman? Could you yeah. imagine how good that would be? Yeah. This how is the thing, isn't it? Why simple. in wrestling do we not just hide the negatives if that is even is a negative? I don't really think it is well, for Shayna Baszler. She, I think it was, it's not so much a problem now. It was, it was very much back in NXT where whenever Shayna would get on the mic and it, it just didn't feel like she'd really stepped into the character of Shayna Baszler as, you know, the wrestler. And now it's fine, but like back then it was just a little bit like, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you up at this show. And it was like, okay, like great, and we love you in ring. But like she worked on it and it, it's great. Like, and yeah, just as you said, we should be looking to hide any sort of perceived negatives and, and then, you know, help and train people. Because it's like when people would say about Brock Lesnar, Brock can't speak. Well, Yes and no. Like, there's promos if you go back, way back in the day. The Brock and Eddie stuff, when he's just goading him yeah. constantly, it's great. And you could do the same with Shayna. Yep. So I reckon lovely, lovely, lovely for this one. I think so, yeah. It was good to see her getting such a such a role like this one in the Rumble. Um, 2019 Rumble we're going to now for Rhea Ripley. Ended number 24. Lasted 7 minutes and 55 seconds. She eliminated Vega. Savio. No, Zelina. Uh, Dana Brooke, <laughs> Casey Catanzaro. And for that one, by the way, she suplexed her over the top rope, just like threw her, but from a suplex position to the floor. It was gnarly. And then eventually she ended up being eliminated by Bailey. One hell of a backdrop thingy flip over the top rope. She got some great height, and it was very terrifying. But Rhea Ripley in the 29 Rumble, what are you saying, Sam? Uh, this was very much, I think, uh, like an eye-opener for most people who weren't aware of Ripley, I'd imagine, because... Like, she just came in and bossed it, as you said. Uh, and especially, you know, like... Ooh, my microphone! Microphone, you're right. It has exploded. I'm okay. Okay. Right, well, um... <laughs> yeah, it's sort of... I think it was, it was a nice... It was a nice sort of introductory course to Rhea Ripley for anybody who maybe didn't know who she was. Again, I... Was it really a... a was it a mega surprise? 
I mean, she was in NXT at the time. She was just coming off NXT UK yeah. champion uh, yeah. at the start of 2019. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think where I'd put it then. I'd put it in all right, me. Just, to, I don't know, be an arsehole about it, but, you know, put another one in all right. We've now nearly got two rows completely filled <laughs> in all right, Sam. Um, but, uh, this is going to be fun to edit. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we try and divvy this up now? Do we think the big show from 2001? That should stay there, shouldn't it? It was in there short yeah. time. Hurricane 2018, that was a short one. Carlito from 2021, that's a short one. Rhea, we just talked about there. Sami Zayn from 2016. Does it go up? I don't think it does, personally. Nah, leave it there, then. Victoria from 2021. Yeah, leave it. Lola from 97. Maybe down. We'll, we'll take that one down, just for yeah. the sake of clearing the space a bit. Yeah. DDP from 2015. Down? Down? No. The pop was massive. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I, just, I was thinking more of the in-ring time. I don't know. Let's let's divvy it at the end. Let's divvy the rest at the end. We'll work oh. it out. We'll work it out. But Rhea Ripley's in all right there. But now we're moving on to Diesel from 2011, who was number 32 in the 40-man Royal Rumble. He lasted two minutes and 45 seconds before he was eliminated by Wade Barrett after a big boot that went wrong. He straddled the top rope, and then Barrett went, Hah! get out there. Um, and, of course, Matt Striker was on commentary for this Rumble. So, of course, we got a complimentary, holy shit! <laughs> at <laughs> least it wasn't uh, you know it, it, at least it wasn't I'm marking out bro so I don't yeah. mind that me we'll speak about that later because that entry's in yeah. this tier list as well but Diesel in 2011 what are you saying um how long did he last two minutes and 45 seconds had he been around and involved with stuff it was it was just completely out of the blue wasn't it He'd been in TNA for a while, hadn't he? Because the summer of punk was when he got back involved, the 2011 stuff, so that was later yeah. on in the year. I'd say, yeah, then maybe it's got to go... I'll go lovely, lovely, lovely. Because yeah. first of all, I love Kevin Nash. Second think... of all, he revived the Diesel gimmick for one night only for no good reason whatsoever, and uh, the pop was massive. Yeah, and it, it's sort of... It is a big surprise. He hasn't been sort of in and around or even sort of, you know, speculated to be returning to the company long time, so... Yeah, lovely, lovely, lovely. Tori Wilson from 2018. She entered number nine in the match. She lasted three whole minutes. Eliminated by Dana... Oh, she eliminated, sorry, Dana Brooke and then booted off the apron by Sonya Deville. She didn't really do anything, Sam, but this was the first ever Women's Rumble. Tori Wilson came back. One of the bigger names from the Ruthless Aggression era, of course, and there's, there's yep. uh, WCW as well, with Billy Kidman. I remember those halcyon days. What you said about Tori Wilson in the 2018 Rumble? Um... As you said, it's sort of, it's hard with the first ever because it's, everything means so much and every single sort of return is is important and impactful and kind of a, a big name from the past. So the pop was always going to be huge. She did get to eliminate somebody. Do we put her in all right? <laughs> Might as well. Do we? we'll put everyone else in all right. <laughs> I just don't know. Can you warrant it going into lovely, lovely, lovely? I mean, the pop. I don't think you can. No, and it's it's not as bad. What's in what's in uh, just about bearable? Puder, Alexander Rusev, Io Shirai, and then Jerry Lawler now from '97. I think it's a step above them. Maybe now it's not. Is it? No, it's on, the, it's, same it's level. on the same level as them. Yeah. 
We'll yeah, not definitely. put it at the bottom. We'll put it in there. That's getting fattened out with some of those ones from. We'll sort it at the end, but yeah, we're going to move those down definitely. I sort of and, forgot the the tier, like the level of what we already had in just about bearable. Keith Lee from 2020. Just seeing Brock Lesnar being like, "Wow, what a big boy!" Just seeing that <laughs> made this surprise Rumble entry completely worth it. Of course, this is when. Brock Lesnar was just pissing in everybody's eye and then laughing afterwards. But out comes Big Keith. Don't you forget about Keith, all that stuff. Brock Lesnar is impressed with the size of Keith Leaf. Keith Leaf? Keith Leaf? Keith Leaf. Keith, Keith Leaf. Keith Leaf. <laughs> He's impressed with the size of Keith Lee. The, bit, the back and forth they do was just two big men slapping all kinds of meat with Keith getting some offense in as well. I love the sort of running man thing Keith did. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. He sort of did the... the freeze frame and then he started running I just love that stuff that Keith does only lasted 3 minutes and 32 seconds though because of course Braun Strowman would get involved and then they're too busy fiddling on with each other and then Lesnar comes around the back and then eliminates them both at the same time I do believe but it was great for the reaction not only of the crowd inside the arena which went mental but the commentary team as well was like whoa snap once again two big men slapping me it was just a great debut lovely 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 for sure Lovely, lovely, lovely. It's, uh, I mean, Keith Lee, the, the fact that Lesnar, you know, and him had that moment and that stare down, it, it's just sort of, I, I remember at the time, that's all I really wanted to see at that point after that. I just wanted to see these guys properly go at it, properly, you know, have a really aggressive match, a really well-fought match, just two big blokes, and prove it can still be done and done well as well. Mm because I think people do need reminded of that from time to time. Edge from 2010 was the 29th entrant. He had been out for six long months due to injury, so it's sort of like John Cena from 2008, but not quite as severe. Came back earlier than most people expected, I do believe. Um, eliminated Cena, of course, last to win the match. Oh! Oh! Uh. Because <laughs> it looked like Cena was going to win. I was hoping you were going to say where we were going to see this. Oh, no, Cena sorry. I was, making, I was just enjoying making noises with you. But <laughs> Cena eliminated Batista, and then Edge eliminated Cena to win the match. The return was a huge shock. Yes. He went and won the bloody match. It was sort of like Cena in 2008, but slightly different, I guess. Yeah. Why are you going in the tier? Uh, I think there might be an Edge return that is higher than this, mm. maybe. You know, just just one of them. Uh, but if it top a lovely, 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 maybe. I think I've just noticed as well, Sam. We've got Lita's return at the top of lovely, lovely, lovely currently. Ooh. Does that come down in comparison, or does it stay there? That might need to come down in comparison. Into the very busy all right tier. <laughs> but there we have Edge is now at top of lovely, lovely, lovely. Moving on now. And I've included these three as one pick. It was the commentary team from the 2012 Royal Rumble. Jerry the King, Lawler, Booker T and Magal, Magal, Magal. It they was all class. joined the Rumble. It, it was, was great to see them all great. there. Lawler first went in there out with the commentary team. He lasted 43 seconds before being eliminated by Cody Rhodes. Booker T was then in. He lasted over four minutes before being eliminated by Cody and Ziggler. Um, and then both Lawler and Booker eliminated Cole with the help of Karma, who made Michael Cole poo his orange singlet. Yeah, I uh, honestly, I probably might get a bit of crap for this, but I, I want to put this pretty high up. Like, it's, it, it's, it's just... 
while you know they didn't really do much significant when the music hits i think is it is it lola first and then booker and then cole I think, but yeah, like Lawler's music hits and he gets up and he starts taking his clothes off and it reveals he's got his ring gear on and the crowd goes wild. And then it happens again and it's like, oh God, you know what's coming next. And then ultimately, you know, it it was naff, but it was brilliant. And uh, it was it was a complete surprise, especially when they're sat there commentating on the match and they've got to get up and then, you know, join in. Uh, I, thought it was just, I thought it was just so good because obviously Maggle Cole was in his heel phase back then. Yeah. Um, and he, he obviously he's in his full suit, so it takes him a while to take his <laughs> full suit singlet. off. And he's got his own single on. He puts rip his, his shirt off. <laughs> Michael does it himself. Oh, he's he, like, oh, himself, he starts yeah. doing it properly and just goes, can't, got no time for this. <laughs> then he gets in the ring and just sort of stands there and does nothing, just being a bit cocky and like, yeah, I'm here to wrestle, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Karma's music hits and his face changes. And just when the noise that Lola makes when, when Karma hits him with a clothesline, it's orgasmic <laughs> on Jerry Lola. It's like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it was just great to see because Maggle was the perfect person to have in there for Karma's big like sort of debut I guess if you want to call yeah. it a debut and obviously uh, Booker and Jerry eliminating him sort of that was a good moment as well so I'll, I'll go lovely 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 me yeah I think that's where it sits yeah then we are going on to Money Michelle as AJ Styles likes to call her Michelle McCool from the 2018 Women's Rumble the first one ever of course you're not enough for me that's because she got five eliminations in over eight minutes she looked fantastic she wrestled like she hadn't been away whatsoever even though it had been a mighty long time yeah it was it was really really surprising like again we knew we were going to see a lot of uh, like talent from the past but when the talent from the past comes in and then brings it it's just like what like you would not be surprised if she just rocked up for a program on raw like and made it work it would just happen but the pop was pretty pretty big yeah. i want to say yeah like i mean think what did she did she do anything of note Really? Just the eight eliminations, that was the... Yeah. Sorry, the five eliminations was the most in that year's Women's Rumble. She got the most eliminations. I just, yeah, so she got the most eliminations. I just meant, was there like a definitive, like... Moment? Not really. The, the thing that, just watching her little flurry in the ring there, I say a little flurry, it was over eight minutes. <laughs> just skipping through that last night, just overcoming the Undertaker chance, because obviously they were going to happen, because it was sort of yeah. the first appearance after, I guess, they got married and, you know, all that stuff, and it was, it'd been a while, it's, and... It's always awkward. Like, but she overcame like, them is what I'm saying. Yeah, she, she just like, sort them. of bat them at one side and just did some good things, eliminated some people before she got eliminated eventually by Natalia. And it was just, I thought it was just a good outing. Just a yeah. good outing. Just solid, solid yeah. performance. What are you saying? Poor. Is it lovely worthy? Eight eliminations is pretty hefty. Five. Yeah, I'll say, oh, yeah. Five, sorry, five eliminations in eight minutes. That was it. That's the one. <laughs> That's the ticket. Um, I'd, say, I'd say lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah, not not near the top of lovely, nah, nah. lovely. But, you know, she's in there. Yeah. Uh, Adam Cole, bye-bye, bye-bye, bye. Huge pop at number 23 of the 2018 Men's Royal Rumble match. Obviously, shocked the system at the, spot, at the start of Undisputed Era's theme. You have the shock the system thing on the Tron. There was a big pop there, but then when it changes to Adam Cole, bloody hell. Yeah. Bloody hell. I'm possibly the most beloved upcoming star WWE has on its books. Everybody mm. loves the era. Everybody loves Adam Cole. Everybody knows how good he is. Everybody wants him up there on the main roster with the I boys. I don't think just I do, Absolutely Sam. tearing people apart. But. Just you know, put myself in Vince McMahon's mindset. And it's not my own personal beliefs. It? It's just Vince McMahon's penchant for muscles. Adam Cole does not have big arms. 
Yeah. And it might sound ridiculous, but this is Vince McMahon we're speaking about here, and that's my big fear. It is, it is. But I, I, if that pop isn't proof of what people want, I don't know. They don't, don't care know. what we want, Sam. They hate they us all. But this is this is at least <laughs> lovely worthy as well, I think. Yeah, definitely. I'll just For run through sure. what he did. The night before at TakeOver, he had that big blow-off match with Alistair Black, oh, yeah, and he, he had his, rib, his ribs taped takeover. up. So he was hampered. He was hampered, sorry, coming into this Rumble match. But he did last almost seven minutes, didn't eliminate, eliminate anybody, and then eventually got eliminated by Ronald Mysterious, who hurricane-ranted him over the top rope. But that pop, arguably the biggest of recent years, it's certainly in the conversation, Lovely, lovely, lovely. Very least, gotta be, gotta be in yeah. there, Sam. I think, uh, yeah, definitely near the top. A lovely, lovely, lovely. If not, uh, near the top. Now I've included these two as one pick. I've included Dude Love slash Mankind from the nineteen ninety eight Royal Rumble because obviously Cactus Jack was announced beforehand. Him and uh, Chainsaw Charlie, Terry Funk. They start. That was awful. That wasn't it. You an egg sucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that always stands out here is that just when Foley's launching the chairs into the ring and he's got the chainsaw and it's just like spark, spark, spark. <laughs> just trying to play baseball with chairs and a chainsaw. Just, that was 1998. Uh, um, so yeah, Catless Jack was announced before the match. Dude Love and Mankind were not. Mankind lasted for just two minutes and seven seconds, but Dude Love was in there for almost eight minutes, seven minutes and 53 seconds. Mankind was number 16. Dude Love was number 28. Um, Dude Love was eliminated by Henry O. Godwin and Blackjack Bradshaw, who someone on the, the, the Rumble watch along we did, the punishment video, pointed out had just BJ on his tights. <laughs> nice, nice touch there but yeah it was I guess we've got to do the surprise here in terms of the three faces of Foley all being well, in the Rumble the same Rumble match this is it so you've sort of even though it's not included in the entry you've sort of got to take into account that we did see all three of Foley's personas it's possibly one of the most memorable Rumble moments of all time and it, it has to go in the best for me yep, I agree with that yep unprecedented scenes they could do something do you reckon they would do something with the fiend sort of similar i think we could see that i, I, I don't know what we're going to end up doing eventually if, if bray ever has like a psychotic break and becomes two separate people or anything but like the the whole thing with the foley situation is that it, it everybody knew how hard mick foley works everybody knew how much he put his body on the line for the industry for you know he really loves and cares about wrestling and so to see him come out and work three times just lends so much more to the, you know, how hard he works and how hard his characters work and, you know, how much the people love him for how much he gives back to them. And it, it's just great, just solid. Beth Phoenix in 2020. We could have had um, her... Early, well, I wanted to include one of the modern-day Beth Phoenix appearances, but this one, I think, is the most noteworthy because this is the rumble where Beth Phoenix is on the turnbuckle. I can't remember who it was punching her, but someone punches her, and she flips her head back, and she catches her head on, like, the ring pole covering. Oh, yeah. And it's just blood pissing. Yeah. But despite that, she lasted 27 minutes and five seconds before being eliminated by Natalia, who, by the way, is her good friend. Didn't you know that, Sam? I, I was not aware. I was not aware of that. Commentary needs to do a better job of telling me these things. Yeah, but Beth came in number 19, lasted nearly half an hour, despite the fact she was pissing blood out the back of her head. And I just think that's a, something we need to talk about. Yeah, like badass. Absolutely badass. It was a little bit uncomfortable to watch. It was like, oh God, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? But ultimately, possibly one of the more memorable recent Rumble memories. Yeah, for definitely. Sure. Um, where do you reckon? I don't know if it's best tier. 
But I wouldn't say it's all right simply because of the performance. Because this is this is a weird one. Because obviously she had appeared in earlier women's rumbles, but yeah. this is arguably her most notable one. So in so terms of shock appearance, yeah, pop yeah. is diminished. Ah, we've got to go lovely, lovely, lovely just for the fact you maybe split maybe the head yeah open. toward the bottom of lovely, lovely, lovely. But it's not personal. It's just because you know it's just business. recent appearances. <laughs> <laughs> Christian in this year's Rumble, I did not oh. expect to see. I saw somebody. I think it might have been on Adam's stream. Someone pitched the idea saying make Christian number three, and Adam was just saying he was sort of speaking into existence. And I was thinking, yeah, it yeah. would be good to see Christian. So maybe that. No, it didn't hamper my no, because when he appeared, I still couldn't believe my eyes because I was thinking he, no, he just I, been, he's just completely, been completely, completely yeah. didn't realise like that that was going to happen, and it, it, it's is it best? This is the thing, isn't it? Because I don't think it's got the, and I it's, I think this is just a, a a a victim of the circumstances. If the crowd was there. Yeah. I think we'll be speaking about like Edge's return, but since the crowds weren't there, is that the reason why people aren't speaking about it just as much? Well, the, the pop is such a big element of the Royal Rumble. Like when that buzzer goes off and the music hits, and you know, if it's a surprise, it tends to be no matter who it is, it's it's. But Christian, I think if there was a pop that could have even gotten near edges, not that it would touch edges, but if there was a pop that could have even gotten near edges with a live audience, Christian certainly it. I am going, going for it, Sam. Because when I was sat here in the office on Monday morning watching the Rumble match, and I didn't know the order, I didn't know Christian was there, when I yeah. heard that, um, that, little, that little drum at the start of his theme, dun I went, <laughs> made a noise I did sat in the office all by myself. So yeah, he looked, that was the great thing. Sorry, headphone users, by the way. That was the great thing about the return was the fact he looked in the best shape of his career. He wrestled like he hasn't been away for seven, well, nearly seven years. Um, he ended number 24, by the way, lasted 18 minutes and 12 seconds. He helped to eliminate Bobby Lashley and then was eliminated by Seth Rollins within the final five. So he got to touch and distance at the final five. Yeah. Um, and that embrace with Edge as well, that's a rumble moment, an all-time rumble moment when Edge sort of realizes that Christian's back in the ring and they embrace. It was a lovely thing to it see. It was just nice. It was nice, yeah. nice, nice, just nice all around. Just, Yes. It's in the best. I don't care what any of you say. I just don't care, right? I do care. <laughs> Trish Stratus in 2018, the number th- the number 30 entrance. So I guess we... I don't even know if she'd been announced before the match, but you're thinking the first ever Women's Rumble. Trish Stratus has got to be there. The number 30 entrance. Was the, the pop maybe a bit diminished? It was still loud. It was still loud, yeah. Hmm. I mean, it, it's Trish, isn't it? Is it? Everybody, everybody knows and loves Trish. And again, Attitude Era and... And Trish can still go as well. Like in in the ring, it worked really well. But yeah, was it was it quite as surprising as? Because I think everybody was like, well, Trish has got to be in it. Yeah, but in the ring, she lasted five minutes and thirty six seconds, and the stuff she did in there was nice. Because she had a, a thing with Mickey James. No, that was the wrong turn of phrase considering their rivalry back in the day. <laughs> she had a bit of a wrestle with Mickey James and obviously the circle in the ring. People are remembering, oh, yeah, that stuff from back in the day. That was, that was oh, yeah. <laughs> that was And weird. the crowd sort of like, yeah, the crowd gets up and gets excited uh, at the sight of that happening. Uh, she helped get rid of Nia Jax and Natalia. And then she had little showdowns, where, uh, little showdowns sorry, with Sasha Banks, which is still a match I think everyone wants to see, even though I don't think it'll happen now. Yeah, I mean, I, you could you could probably honestly put Trish back in the mix, and, and again, she's she's another one of those talents that appears to have just not missed a beat. So, 
I, there's so many dream matches, but you know, Trish versus uh, Sasha, Trish versus Belair, Trish versus Christ, uh, even Bailey, I think would be a great match. Like, there's there's so much you could do there. Trish versus Nia, like or like a, a bigger opponent like Tamina, maybe. But like, oh yes, <laughs> it's it, you know like having a like Trish being quite small against somebody who's a lot taller and more of a power wrestler like Nia or Tamina, but there's so many matches that would just be great. And I think it may have, as I said, with it being expected, it may have just diminished the overall surprise. That being said as well, though, that retirement match, if it is going to be a retirement match against Charlotte at SummerSlam, that was a, a fitting way to go out, sort of passing the torch yeah, if you want to. for sure. To Charlotte, who takes all of the torches, no matter who holds one. But uh, Trish Stratus, it's got to be lovely, 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 surely. Yeah, for is sure. It, is it a tier above Lita? Is, is that unfair on Lita? Ah, oh, yeah, because Lita also got. Really, I think Lita might have to go back up. <laughs> Lita's going back up in a lovely, lovely, lovely. That's fine. The next to each other now. That's how it works here, everybody. You've got to keep yourself on your toes. Jeff Jarrett in 2019. Elias in the ring. I've just bit my tongue there. That really hurt. I've oh. bit my tongue so many times this week, Sam. I don't know what's going on. I keep doing Ouchie, it. Like I catch wouchie. the very back of my tongue from time to time. It's really bad. COVID doesn't make your tongue expand, does it? I have no idea. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Elias is in the ring doing a sing-song. Well, start to do a sing-song. But before we can get going, we hear Jeff Jarrett's old 1990-whatever theme music. Down he comes. He says his name a couple of times. Elias is like, do you want to do a duet? Pal, you can do the music. I do the music. Let's do a duet. Jeff Jarrett says, go on then. But before they can start, Elias attacks Jeff Jarrett. And then they have a little matchup, a little mini matchup in the Rumble match. Now, as as naff as I feel Jeff Jarrett got uh, after the you know the nineties, he's still an incredibly talented wrestler. He's still you know the Jeff Jarrett from back in the day. He's still you know Double J. He's still with my baby tonight, and it, it just works so perfectly with Elias as a character. And I was not expecting it, and it, it was just no. funny. It was really funny, and that was the thing. And I think everybody enjoyed it, no matter what. I think everybody there enjoyed it. So, I is it lovely? Definitely, yeah, hundred percent. Especially within the co- that's uh, funny is the right word to use. Especially in the context of us doing this job and sort of learning what Jeff Jarrett was like behind the scenes in TNA, and for that to go back to him being that silly guy just going J E double F J R J R J J A double R E double T. Just going back to that, uh, ain't I great? Ha ha. All that stuff, it was just yeah. great to see. And Elias was the good, the perfect guy to go in there. Because, of course, Jarrett took a guitar to the back and that yeah. before he got eliminated. So that was a, a nice a nice swings and roundabouts. How the turntables, as Michael Scott <laughs> likes to say. Um, Booker T in 2011, number 21. He lasted one minute and eight seconds before he was eliminated by Mason Ryan, Stevie Ray, Earthquake, Alundra Blaze. Blaze, Mason yeah. Ryan of the Nexus, by the way, obviously. Uh, Matt Stryker, which we'll speak about now, who was marking out, bro, this is what pay-per-view is all about because you never know. But then Maggle Cole sat next to him going like, well, you just calm down and stop having fun. Go away, Maggle Cole. <laughs> if Matt Stryker wants to mark out, bro, while the mark out, bro, is a little bit cringy, you could say, let him have fun, for goodness the, sake. It's the Royal Rumble. The thing about Matt Stryker, having worked with him in a production capacity, is that he's always he always tries to be as excited as possible about what he's he's commentating on. And he always, you know, puts himself into the mindset of the fan, which really a good commentator should be able to do. Not that Michael Cole doesn't do that. He does that, but in a, like a different way. But I think... Uh, 
Matt Stryker's more like the chaotic general, like, oh, this is exciting, so let's be loud, let's be big, let's be brash. And he'll just riff off on stuff, and, and he's... I don't know. It's just weird. It's hard to describe, but you can understand sort of why Cole's being a bit like, oh my God, what's going on? No, stop it, stop it, stop it. We're going to get in trouble. And then you can understand Stryker's side of it where it's like, you know, he's bringing an element to that commentary booth that actually, you know, that passion's pretty nice to have. Yeah, and I think that was his role back in the day. They had a commentator on WWE who was the nerdy wrestling fan. Yeah. And I thought that was a good fit until they stopped, started obviously making him be dumber. Sort of say like stop yeah. being so clever, stop making so many references to things that people might not know about. Which is it's not his fault that he knows all that stuff. It's yeah. good. I just love the fact that during this match as well, especially when Booker T was out there, Strike is on his feet. He's in the background. You can sort of hear him clapping and going mad. And he's, yeah. he, the camera you can sort of see him in the background. He's just stood up having a great time. And I thought that was nice to see. But as for Booker T, let's stop speaking about Matt Strike for this. <laughs> as for Booker T, who of course made the entry in the Rumble match. Um, he did some good stuff. He did a, a he did a spin of Rooney, did the the axe kick sort of thing. Then he gets eliminated by Mason Ryan, and the face he pulls on the floor is absolutely sensational. It's just the shock of him getting eliminated from the Rumble match it was just like a. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen it on Google. It's, we must have used it in every single I listing. Think, yeah, I think I know it's the absolutely fantastic. But the pop as well was absolutely massive because obviously for the years prior, Booker T had been in uh, TNA, Impact mm. Wrestling. So the same back in Derry, it's just, uh, wow, this is just us sitting here as ruthless aggression kids, I guess, as well as Attitude Era kids. It's just right, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, I, it, where do you think it goes? That's the question. It's a bit it's of a hard one the, to... Towards the top of Lovely Lovely, at least I reckon. Yeah, I think I don't know if you can argue for it to go to the best. So I think that's the right. I think that's the right place. We'll put it there. So next up we have Karma. But oh, no, we don't. We have Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I beg my pudding. Ooh. Also from the 2012 Royal Rumble, number 19. He lasted 56 seconds, but all the way through, Sam, I watched all 56 seconds. He just punches and he elbows everybody. Nobody and, gets any offense and, back on him. And. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Don't know what it is, Sam, but that he did that. He came out, he just did it once, and the crowd were going mental. It's the simple yeah. things in life. It's a little. But it was thing. like Vuvuzelas because people were just doing it constantly. <laughs> it was just like going around the room. Not quite as annoying <laughs> as a Vuvuzela, just a lovely pitch. Um, but yeah, he just kicks and he punches everybody moving inside the ring. He then goes for a thing towards Cody in the corner. Cody moves. He sort of shoulder tackles the the turnbuckles, and then that season gets dumped over the top rope by Cody Rhodes, who. In the midst of these surprise entrants, he gets a lot of eliminations, doesn't he? The bastard. Yeah. Ruining everybody's fun. <laughs> I think with with the the Duggan era, people like like, you know, Duggan, Backland, they're always such a surprise because you're genuinely not expecting them. Like you're expecting maybe some people from the Attitude Era. You're expecting some people, you know, around now in 2021. We're expecting some people from Ruthless Aggression Era. But like back then, you you just wouldn't anticipate Jim Duggan. And no. so when Jim Duggan turns out, like turns up, you can't help but cheer him. You can't help but laugh. You can't help but get behind him and join in and do the, you know, the ho oh, and all that stuff. And you, I don't know. It, there's something about it that's just nice. Duggan's, that being uh, said, though, I think this was his second surprise Rumble entry after oh, 2009. It? I think it was. So uh, it's been a little, a little bit, a little bit of time, but still, it, it was a huge pop. Everyone was shocked. Everyone gave a big ho. All that malarkey. I'm going to go <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely. I was I just think smiling. That's where it goes. I was just. I don't know what it, when he does his entrance as well. His theme is fantastic because he walks. He walks in time with yeah. the. <laughs> 
which is all all wrestlers do, but Hacksaw Jim Duggan does it remarkably well. Well, yeah, he walks very, <laughs> very, very like rigidly. It's very <laughs> yeah. Um, Karma 2012. We spoke about this earlier. Number 21. She came in. She only lasted a minute, but she flattened Michael Cole with a massive clothesline in the process before making Michael Cole hop over the top rope all by himself before Booker T and Jerry Lawler pulled him off. Yeah, <laughs> on the apron. <laughs> uh, pulled him off the apron. Uh, I think it was Hunico sort of runs towards her and then she sort of uses momentum and flips him over the top rope. She got an yeah. elimination of Hunico before she was eliminated by Dolph Ziggler. And it really is a case of what could have been for Karma in WWE, isn't it? Yeah, it's... I mean, it's such a shame because it was such an exciting time, an exciting prospect, but ultimately it's not really harmed her career, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, in terms of, you know, she's still in and around the, the industry, obviously, and it's... Everybody still loves to watch her wrestle. Everybody likes to, you know, get behind her and, and, and support her. And for, again, for a female entrant into a male rumble, how can you not go mad for it? Especially with Karma, who's known for just turning up, absolutely destroying everybody and leaving. Like, perfect fit in the perfect match, in the perfect spot, flattening Michael Cole. And she flattened Dolph Ziggler as well. I think she had a ah. finishing move on uh, Ziggler as well. So it was a great appearance. It was just, yeah, the shock of the crowd. It's, it's just because Michael Cole makes the moment because he's in the ring and he's being all cocky. <laughs> then you hear the sort of piano noise of her theme and out she comes and he just makes it fantastic, Michael does. Um, so, lovely? I'd say lovely, yeah. Yeah. I've got to go. I've got to speak amongst yourself for a second, Sam. So I've, got to, I've just got to go downstairs. No bother. It's, uh, there he goes. It's John O'Clock, everybody! <laughs> Sorry, uh, headphone users. You're going to have to turn that down, Sam. I felt I had to do it. Gotta give I'm the not mixing anything. Want. This is just going out as it is. Got to give the people what they want. JBL's appearance in the 2014 Royal Rumble number 24. He was. And the great thing about this Rumble appearance is the fact that JBL's been on commentary the entire night, but still, the camera <laughs> shoots the entrance ramp for a good five seconds, an awkward amount of time, when he sat on commentary all night long. Uh, still dressed in his business suit. His business suit, just his suit at ringside, obviously, because he's on commentary. He yeah. gets in the ring, doesn't take his jacket off before going into the ring, so he doesn't feel the benefits, Sam. But he stood there going, oh, Maggle, will you come and get my jacket? I need to take my jacket off. Maggle, come and get it. Drop, dropping it down over the top rope, that's when I think it's Reigns comes behind him, tips him over the top rope. It's a bit of an naff one, isn't it? Big pop, though. Big, 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 big pop, but it, it's sort of like it's just a quick in and out. Like It felt a bit like a wasted rumble spot, and I don't think any of them so far have really felt like a waste when it comes to a, a, a surprise entrant because at least they always bring the shock. And it, yes, it got a big pop, but ultimately just in and out, wasn't it? Yeah. So I, I think it might have to go in all right. We'll stick it in all right. It was the, 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 the absolute hell that is the all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a big category. But yeah, it's just the fact that it's just the way to do it, isn't it? He, he's went in the ring with his jacket on, gone, oh, yeah, yeah Maggle, come and get my jacket, Maggle. And he's just sort of draped over the top rope halfway anyway. And then Reigns just comes and dumps him out. So that was a bit silly. Bit you of a shame there. Your microphone cable made you look like a puppet there. When you held Did your it? hand up, yeah, the cable was like attached. <laughs> it looked like you were getting like moved around. Um, RVD in 2009 25 he came down and the place went absolutely radio rently lasted 13 minutes and 56 seconds didn't eliminate anybody but he came eliminated he got eliminated sorry by Chris Jericho after a massive frog splash frog splash I'm running out of steam here Sam a massive frog splash to Randall Keith Orton I'm going to sneeze as well 
Well, uh, in terms of RVD, I mean, he's another one where people just love him. People just love RVD. And he'll never not be, you know, Rob Van Dam, like the very exciting wrestler who came into WWE and and was almost at the front of this weird new type of wrestling. Like the way he moved, the way he blended martial arts, the way that he was a bit of a high flyer, but he could also do some power stuff, really unique offense, like, you know, rolling thunder, things like that. You know you're in for a good time when you're watching a Rob Van Dam match, well, around this era, especially, you know, it's still quite prominent. And I don't know, it's there's someone about him that I would be going mental if, if I was there and he'd surprise Rumble entering. I'd be well over the moon with that. That was it. Back in our back in our day, back in our day of the <laughs> late late attitude era, early ruthless aggression era. He was the dog's bollocks. It's the coolest, yeah, yeah, absolutely the coolest. In WWE, I mean, of course, it was a different level in ECW. Of course, I can see all the yeah. ECW <laughs> faithful going mad in the comments. I'm going to sneeze again, Sam. But RVD in 2009, where are you going? Elephant, um, elephant, 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 elephant. <laughs> elephant I think elephant, in terms elephant. of in terms okay. of his sheer pop alone, and the fact that he lasted as long as he did. Top, mm, maybe middle, middle are lovely. Middle are lovely. We'll put yeah. him below Ricardo Rodriguez. I won't do that. We'll put him <laughs> above Vicky, below Bianca. Be- yeah. Above Bianca, below Booker T. That's where we'll put him. So next up, we're going up to Chris Jericho in 2013. But for this Rumble entry, we need to go all the way back to five months earlier, Sam. Because on Monday Night Raw, after losing the match to Dolph Ziggler... Um, Chris Jericho lost his contract per the stipulation of the match made by AJ Lee. So it's been five months. Ziggler's in the ring, cutting a promo, not caring about who's going to be number two. Bring anybody out. I don't care. Who is it? Wouldn't you just know it? It's Chris Jericho after that five months where Ziggler beat him to make him go away for five months. It's lovely how it all tied together again. Jericho lasted 47 minutes and 53 seconds. He got two eliminations and he was the 25th man out. He lasted a hell of a long time, but he was eliminated by Dolph Ziggler. Well, it's Jericho, isn't it? I mean, it's just, it's just, <laughs> the, it's Jericho. The guy's, the guy's incapable of, you know, turning up and and having a, a featured spot like this and and dropping the ball, and especially lasting so long and going through it all. Like, yeah, I mean, he's another one like Rob Van Dam. Where I don't know, like Jericho will just always be cheered, always, yeah. no matter what. Like people know too much about how much he's given to the industry. People know how hard he works. People know like how much he's able to reinvent himself and like just great. Just absolutely great. But the great thing about this one was in in the in the proper internet age we're in in 2013, obviously. Yeah. But in terms of wrestling, this is when, you know, multiple dirty sheets are taken off at this point. Yeah. Not just the big ones. So everybody didn't have a clue that Chris Jericho was coming back. Everyone was so shocked and so surprised that Jericho was there. So I think that's what makes this one so special is the fact that somehow he kept it all under wraps. Does it go in the best? I'll stick it in the best, especially when he's lasted 47 minutes as well. Yeah. Pete Dunne in 2019, he was the number 18 entrant. He lasted 11 minutes and 13 seconds, zero eliminations, eliminated by Drew McIntyre. But it's Pete Dunne in the Royal Rumble of 2019. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, big deal. Very big deal. And potentially somebody we're going to see maybe one day, maybe one day win a Rumble. Maybe. 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 But, you know, for somebody who is undoubtedly part of WWE's future plans for, you know, I'd imagine a long time down the road as well, uh, for such a featured spot 
at this point in his career, just great. Properly great. I'm going to go, I'm going to just, because All Right is so full, I'll go bearable. He got no eliminations in how long? He got no eliminations, but I mean the pop. 11 minutes. And, and the pop and just the fact he was there. But I'll, I'll, I'll allow it to go unbearable. That's I'm fine. looking forward to the year he wins the Royal Rumble and goes on the challenge Drew McIntyre inside Wembley Stadium. Can't oh. wait for it. Oh, Can't wait can for you it, imagine? And now we're going on to AJ Styles in 2016, and I'll just we might as well just, just cut to the chase right, here. Sam. Yeah. Just stick it straight in the top there. Anything else to say about that one? I mean, uh, it's a, no. There's, there's just Over watch, five just watch years ago now, Sam. It, it, disgusting. I saw you tweet that. <laughs> it, 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 properly, properly. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. No. Stop I remember it. that. I remember that night so vividly because I wasn't. I wasn't a YouTube wanker back then. I was just doing content for the website live in the office, just sat there yeah. on my own. And you obviously were all doing your reactions in the that studio. That was my on-camera debut, that. Yeah, I remember yeah. that night so vividly, just sat there with my Star of Praman and chicken wings on my, on my desk on my own, just watching it on the, on the network. Oh, bloody hell. Life it was a lovely shot of Roman's face, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That was the only thing, wasn't it? Why did they have to do that? Oh, just let's forget about that. Roman's yeah. fantastic now. Um, two minutes, uh, twenty-eight minutes. Sorry, in fifty-eight seconds, he lasted for a eliminated Curtis Axel, and then helped to get Tyler Breeze out of there as well. Big Poppington, big match, big everything. Defied the odds, hasn't he? So far, well, I say, say so what far. What an arrival just, as well. Just, full just, stop, just yeah. rocks up, absolutely bosses it in the Rumble. And I don't know if this mattered at all because you know Rumble crowds are a bit like WrestleMania here in the modern day, aren't they? You've got all the all the British, all the European people, Australians yeah. uh, traveling all over the world. Did it help that it was in Orlando? Quite possibly because of yeah. TNA. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. No, I don't know. I don't know. Don't it matter? Does it? It was AJ. Yeah. It was the, he was the biggest name in outside of the back then, wasn't he? Exactly. Uh, Rey Mysterio in 2018, 2014. And the number 30 debacle completely forgotten about here because the pop was massive. Ray, as another one like RVD, like Jericho, you can't possibly boo the man. Like, he's, he's been around for so long and been entertaining us for so long. Uh, and yeah, like, his, his returns have been great. Like, it's realized, always exciting. When did we go and see Five Star Wrestling? Would that have been after this rumble or just before it? Just before, I think. Speak- Speak about like it more, Sam. Wasn't wasn't it? I, I need to go. And, I need to verify this. Just I think for my it own was, sanity. I think it was February that we were there. But yeah, we we saw Ray at Five Star Wrestling at Newcastle, what is now the Utilita Arena, uh, and just it's just surreal. Like I mean, Ray had worked some matches for us as well, obviously. But the guy just he's a machine. He's a machine, and he's muscly as like as well. I didn't realize how like big he was as a guy for him being such a small guy. Sam, well, it was the 8th of February. Was it? So it was after the Rumble. I can't believe that. after the Rumble. I can't believe That's that. It. Anyway, Rey Mysterio has got to be in lovely, lovely, lovely at least because he lasted for 9 minutes and 40 seconds. He eliminated Adam Cole before being eliminated by Finn Balor. It was just a... Especially with Rey because you've heard all the stories about him having 27 new knees on each side. Yes. <laughs> the My fact knee. he can do what he does today is just a miracle. Um, and he just proved it in that match as well. So I would go at least lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah. Do you want to go higher or not? I, I think I agree. Maybe put him toward the, maybe toward the top. I'll I don't know if it's under, like definitive enough to be. Yeah, I don't think if it's it's like definitive enough to be greatest of all time tier. Two thousand eight. We go back to now for Rowdy Roddy Piper, who was number nineteen. He lasted one whole minute before he's eliminated by Kane. And I tell you what, Sam, I watched this last night and I get emotional whenever I hear his bagpipes. 
Yeah, it's just whenever I see him <laughs> pop up and stuff now, I get emotional. Like he's in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You just sort of, it's just like, ah, oh. like Piper was, I don't think I appreciated him enough when he was still around. Hmm. I don't think I, I was that into wrestling mentally when, he, you know, he was still working and stuff. But it's just a shame. It's just a massive shame. But still, we got this moment out of it, didn't we? What was the great thing about this? It's not the well. He was wearing Triple H's 2003 cycling shorts, which are never a good look for any wrestler. I don't yeah. care who you are, but just the fact he rocked up looking like a, a 50-something-year-old dad, just ready for a big punch-up. I was all for it. <laughs> it was just fantastic. He just didn't care. Like obviously, like not self-conscious about the way he looked or anything. It wasn't bad or anything. It was just the fact he didn't look like Roddy Piper did back yeah. in the day. Um, just the, oh, it's just fantastic. But he just still, didn't care. It was still so Piper, yeah, because yeah. zero zero F's given. Like he yeah. just rocks up. I'm Roddy Piper, and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna he, fight you. Yeah, that's it. Like, he's, <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Yeah. Exactly. So, I would, lovely, lovely, lovely. The pop was massive. The pop was huge. So, I'd, I'd say it's got to be lovely. I'd like to put it in the best, but I don't think it, it's quite, it warrants the best. I've just realised, Sam, that lovely, lovely, lovely has gone on to three rows. It's become the new <sighs> all right to you. It's become the new all right. We're going to have to divvy this up in a little bit. But this is the final one, Sam. Edge of 2020. Do I need to just put that straight in the top? Yeah, right in the bin. No, it's straight in the top, of course. It, it, it's... Come on. Come, come on. You come can't man. tell me you didn't see that and not have a complete emotional just moment. Your entire yeah. body didn't just go, <laughs> and all your emotions at once. It's just like, that when he when he bursts through the smoke. Well, he didn't burst through, does he? He just sort of just floats through, yeah. the, through the smoke. Just the sort of nine years of frustration and like and sadness of looked out not wrestling, just lifting off his people. shoulders. It was, oh, it was just amazing. He yeah. lasted 23 minutes and 43 seconds. He eliminated uh, Luke Gallows, Randy Orton and AJ Styles, which isn't bad going at all, before yeah. being eliminated by Ro uh, Roman Reigns. Sorry. And of course, we've got to mention the Miss Spear, which ruined things. Watched it live. Yeah. But thankfully, that's been sorted out on the network now. So that's good. That's good. In fact, it was the best. It's, yeah, it's the best. So let's go through this tier, Sam. That's it, by the way. That's all the entries we're going to do today. 59 of them there, just in case you count along at home. In the bin, we have Dolph Ziggler's 2018 return all on its own. I think that's fine. I yeah. think that's fine in the context of what yeah. that was. Yeah. Um, then in bearable, we have Daniel Puder, Alexander Rusev, Tori Wilson, Io Shirai, Jerry Lawler from 97, and Pete Dunne from 2019. I think they're fine. Yeah. All right, we have Big Show from 2001, Hurricane from 2018, Carlito from this year, Rhea Ripley from 2019, was it? Sami Zayn from 16, Victoria from this year, DDP from 15, uh, Batlin from 2000, MVP from last year. Yeah. Uh, we have Ka Casey Catanzaro, uh, Gillian Hall, uh, Jacqueline from 2018, it was. We have Molly Holly from, uh, sorry, Mighty Molly from 2020, I think it was. Mm. Honky Tonk Man from 2001. Then we have Kelly Kelly from 2018. Haku from 2001. And finally, JBL from 2014. Is that... Should we move down JBL? Yeah, maybe JBL should go down because JBL, it's sort of... It's very inconsequential and it did feel like a wasted spot, as I said. Yeah, I think that the rest of them are fine there. Now we get to the big daddy of them all. The, right. the, the, the lovely, lovely, lovely tier. Starting things off at the bottom, we've got Roddy Piper, which is just speaking about. I think that's fine. Karma, fine. Yeah. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, fine in my opinion. Yes. Jim uh, Jim Jarrett? Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Jim Jarrett. Uh, Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett was it's so funny, so yeah, that's got to stay there. Leah mm. and Trish. 
Could Jeff go? Mm, could Jeff no, go up? No no, 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 not in the best. No. no all right, Lita and Trish. I think. Yeah, fine. Uh, Beth Phoenix with a bloody head. Uh, yeah, fine. Adam Cole got to stay there, in my opinion. Yeah. Michelle McCool got to stay there, in my opinion. Yeah. The comic routine from 2012. It, it, you could argue for it to go up, but I don't think it's quite that definitive. You could also argue for it to go down, but I think it's all right there. Uh, yeah. Keith Lee from 2020. Oh, again. No, I think it's it's fine where it is. Diesel 2011. It's all right, isn't it? Is it? No, the I meant pop- like it's it's all right where it is. Oh, it's all right That's where it is. Yeah. Shayna Paisler's record making or record tying performance last year. Yeah. Goldust in 2013. I just think that's a nice one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Kevin Nash 2014. I think that's worse than Diesel. Yeah, it is. It is. We'll put that at the top of all right. Yeah. Doesn't make a difference. It's still on three rows, Sam. So we need to get rid of, t- fine, we need get rid of two more to make it on two <laughs> rows. Um, Beth Phoenix from 2010. I think that needs to stay where it is. Yeah. Naomi from 2020. I absolutely stay there. Ricardo Rodriguez from 2012. It was just so fun, wasn't it? Bianca Belair from 2020, I think it is on this list. Again, yeah, I think that's fine. Vicky. Vicky was great, but yeah, I think that's in the right place. Rey Mysterio for 2018. Had Rey in 2018 by this point, had Rey been... Had Ray been in Saudi? No. Then, yeah, that stays there then. What do you mean for a, a big WWE Super Showdown thing? Because he was in, was he not in, he was in one of the Battle Royals or he was in that the was, greatest That was later Royal in 2018, Rumble. wasn't it? Yeah. It was the greatest that, Royal Rumble, I think. That was later in 2018. Yeah. Um, Van Damme in 2009, I think that stays where it is. Yeah. Booker T, I think that stays where it is perfectly. Yeah. Uh, the perfect 10 himself at number 10. That stays where it is. Yeah. And an edge in 2010. I think that stays where it is as well. Yeah. I think that's, you know, that all right. seems like it's in the right place. I think we're okay, everybody. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Now we go and find out who is the best of the best. We have Bubba Ray Dudley of 2015 in the best, Sam, as a, as a starting point. Mm-hmm. Is the godfather of 2013 higher up than Bubba Ray of 2015 in terms of a surprise rumble return? No. Mick Foley of 2004. Better than Bubba Ray of 2015? Probably, yeah. I'd say so as well. Nia Jax of 2019 in the men's match. Higher than Mick Foley of 2004? No. Cena of 2008, got to be on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, the two faces of Foley, the two surprises. Oh, again. It's such an iconic moment, isn't it? Is it bigger than Cena, though? I, I it's not it bigger is. than Cena, but I think it's bigger than... The other Everything Foley. else. Yeah. Christian this year. Ah. Oh. Christian's up there, but he's not He's not at the top. I'd say that's the second biggest that we've mentioned so far yeah. in the best year. Chris Jericho of 2013. Uh, he's fine where he is. I think that's the third biggest, maybe, yeah. of what we've seen so far. Styles. Styles oh. is huge. He's above, he's above Christian. Above Christian, but below Cena? Oh, because he'd come into the company and he'd just take the belt and he'd just go on a tear. Fudgelicious. The man who was never supposed to appear in WWE and he's there. Yeah. 
Is it better? Ah, it's, it's better than seeing... No, it's not, is it? Ah, God. <laughs> <laughs> let's just put him... Let's put him next to Cena. He's there. He's next to Cena now. Yeah, that's just fine. And then finally, we've got Edge from last year. Huge. I think that's possibly the biggest return. Ever. It's hovering, Sam. Mm, it's hovering, Sam. I'm just yeah, waiting for the no, nod. Yeah, that's, that's much bigger than Cena's return, isn't it? Gone for it. His edge is the biggest and the best surprise return in Royal Rumble history. Thank you very much for joining us here today <laughs> for this tier ranking thing of ranking all these 59 surprise, well, more than 59 actually, but 59 entrants into the tier ranking thing. I have been Gary YouTube from Cultaholic Wrestling, which, by the way, means I just, I'm a person on YouTube who does the bog-standard YouTube things, such as these tier lists. KSI, he's a Gary YouTube. The rest of the sidemen, they are all Gary YouTubes. You see how it works now, don't you, dear viewer? <laughs> we need to do an intro, Sam, where people... We, do, we, we need to explain what Gary YouTube is. So yes, I promise by the next tier ranking video, me and Sam will sort out an intro which fully explains what exactly a Gary YouTube is, since a lot of people don't seem to understand, which is sad. But thank you for watching this video. Tell us down in the comments... How, how, you disagree? how wrong we are, yeah. Yeah, because we're wrong every single time we do one of these things. I like to think there's no right answer when it comes to a tier not. It's list. not. It's all subjective. It is all subjective. But most definitely, within the realms of YouTube, there is most certainly a wrong answer. And we do it every single time. Sam, any closing thoughts? Uh, no, it's just been fun to get back on a tier with you, to be honest. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for watching once again. Let me know what you want to see from future tier lists down below. I've got a big spreadsheet thing with all kinds of topics on there. Let me know what I should add to it. And we'll just, yeah, we'll see you next time. Wait for the camera, Sam. Thanks for watching, everybody. Tati, bye. Bye. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 